Are you exercising, eating the way you think you need to, squeezing in sleep, and still feel like your mind and body aren't performing at their peak? We interview the world's experts on nutrition, hormones, peptides, and molecular biology, as well as longevity. Learn newfound insight to promote healing, defy aging, and take your performance to superhuman levels. Get ready to feel strong and look great, clear your skin, achieve your ideal weight, and love life. The COVID issue was I wrote the book, uh, Blood Doesn't Lie, and um, this book is endorsed by five of the top doctors in anti-aging in the world and Mark Victor Hansen who wrote Chicken Soup for the Soul and it it is a Bible and I'll be very clear for those with cancer or those who are concerned about infectious diseases. So, so I'll need another one of those books today. <laughs> is they don't understand, people don't understand why don't I want that black belt so bad. Yeah. And I already say, like my teachers have said, it's I don't go for the belt. I go for the training. I go for the release of energy and sure. and the good feeling that I get when I get to fight and train. Yeah. And and they already told me I'm already a black belt anyway. I just have to, it's just a, that yeah. just finishes it, makes it a, official. Yeah. And then when you're, when you're training and, and you're, you're going through, uh, the, the flow of, of, let's see. Yeah. That's, oh, that's that one. I still got the wrong, they, they switched around when the, <laughs> mm -hmm. <laughs> all right, I guess I have it right. It must be, oh, I see. I got somehow it, it that's the same one. It just seems a little different. Yeah. There's changes. Oh, all it's right. pretty neat that you make the investment for all these. Yeah, not only the time, but just everything that comes with it. So, you enter tournaments as well, and I have. Yeah, yeah. and you do well with them. You, you they, know, they put you in a weight category, yeah, right? Correct. Weight what, category. What weight category do you fight at? Most of the time, I've been fighting at about two twenty. So I fight with people that are between two ten, two oh eight, and two twenty, two twenty two. Yeah. And right now I'm 228. And where do you think your ideal uh, weight goal uh, will be? I, me, I feel comfortable probably between 190 and 200. I haven't been under 190 or 200 uh, for 15 years probably, 14 years. And it's been 14 years since you've been at, at 200? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. And actually, when I met you in 2008, 2007, is that when we met? How did how did we meet? Uh, you were at the convention center in L.A., and there was a jiu-jitsu tournament, and I was competing. And uh, and I stopped by the booth, and I also had a doctor that I was seeing. How tall are you? 5'9". Yeah, I'm 5'8", so yeah. And I can't remember his name right now. He's a black belt. He left to Brazil. Oh. He just sold everything. Talk about a guy at the moment. He just sold everything. Yeah. And went to Brazil, got his black belt from Carlos Gracie. Oh, wow. And, uh, and I can't think of his name right now, but he was basically the, the inspiration of just saying, let's see, you know, worry about keeping you strong and healthy. Yeah. And he, his first thing that he did was put me on uh, steroids, uh, the, or the, not steroids, HGH yeah. injections. Yeah. So, and, and the most amazing thing about that was in one month, 30 days, I lost 13 pounds of fat, gained 7 pounds of muscle. And the, probably the most interesting thing is 
during the, that, those 30 days, I dislocated my shoulder. Wow. And my shoulder healed in 60 days. Uh, I was able to do a pull-up. Just take a look. It seems like it shows the same angle. I think something happened when the, when the whole camera. Yeah. So you actually then lost 13 pounds in one month. You gained uh, seven, seven pounds of muscle. Seven pounds of muscle. My wow. shoulder, my shoulder just look, got dislocated in that when we, after, right after we started. Yeah. And within 60 days, I was able to do a pull-up. And that's after a full dislocation. Because of the HGH uh, started making a, having an impact. Yeah. The, but all my hormones even have been so low for the last 15 years. That's where I've been having this uh, belly here that just grows. I can have good muscle. I can have good. Yeah. Strength. How young are you now? 55. Okay. And we met in 2000, 2004, so no, 16 no, years no, I ago. I think it was seven, 2007. 2007. Um, or it might even be 2008. But you had the convention center. You had a booth there. Yeah. And that's when you, I first, I believe you started with the $500 bet. Oh, yeah. If they can beat you. Oh, wow. Was that um, the fitness uh, show? Fitness. L.A. Fitness or something, yeah? L.A. Fitness show oh, uh, yeah. convention. Yeah, a lot of guys lined up to go against me that day, I remember. Yeah, it was pretty interesting to watch them. Do, do you know who lasted the longest? There was a young kid. No, no, I don't know. He was in the Guinness World Book of Records. And I went head-to-head -head with this kid, and I kept looking, and everyone else had dropped out. I'm like, what's with this kid? We're over 1,000 lifts. He's still lifting. And it was wearing on me. I'm trying to figure out how in the world is he keeping up with me. And it turns out he's this uh, Czechoslovakian, you know, raised uh, by you know, his family to be uh, lifting when he was like four years old. And uh, he had broken every strength endurance world record, you know, pound for pound, the strongest guy, you know, in, in the Guinness World Book of Records. And... Uh, and so after I beat him, you know, I, I got I, I got up to over a thousand one hundred seventy five lifts, and he finally dropped the weights. And I'm like, geez, I, I couldn't, I'd never seen anything like it. And then when he told me who he was, I said, oh, okay, you know, th this kid, you know, he's got that. You got the freak. He's got the mind of, of steel. You know, he just he wouldn't give up, right? And and he had the power and the strength and the youth, and he he was just pushing me. And I'm like. Uh, that that was that was challenging to me because I'm like you know I'd already beaten everybody and, and this kid just kept lifting and I could and plus I started ahead so he picked up the weights later so I was further ahead I had done more lifts but I didn't still needed to exceed what he did because I didn't want it to look like uh, somehow yeah, well, you I had a higher count but he set the weight down and I didn't want to do that I had to keep lifting until I finally beat him right and. Um, yeah, that, that that was that was a lesson in humility. I underestimated him because he looked young. He was muscular, but he looked young. You know, and I thought, easy, I'm going to beat him, right? Well, it, what somebody looks like doesn't prove anything. Yeah, yeah. I mean, that's a fact. Always, just people are surprised at what yeah. the other people are capable of. Yeah, but that's because what you want. When you say pull-ups. It's probably one of my areas that I don't work on much. So. The, the guys, we've all started a, a pull-up contest. Downstairs on the reader board, we have our pull-up counts, and we just started about a week ago. Well, if you're lucky, I can do three, yeah. probably three or four right yeah. now. We, you look up in, in the Marine requirements. Marines are required to do at least, I think it's 12 pull-ups. And now, because of the decline in fitness status, Marines aren't required. They can do another exercise. They don't have to do pull-ups any longer. 
But the highest I ever got to was probably 40. And I was, before my dislocated nice. my shoulder, I was probably doing 20 to 30 maybe. Bef- I could do 20 or 30 before. What uh, were you weighing then when you could do as many as 40? Uh, 205, probably. Yeah. Did you know about hormone replacement back at that time? No, no. The, the, truth, muscle. the truth is, the first time I learned it is through uh, this other person, and you were you taught him. You knew who you know him because you were one of his teachers. Yeah, yeah. And at the time, that's why I said, you know, you said I teach these guys. Yeah, yeah. And, and that's what I remembered, and that's what I, what made me look up more than anything where you're at. And then as I came back, was it? Five years later, six years later. Oh, no, 2014 is when I came back when I ran the marathon. Yeah. In preparation for the marathon. And now, now, you, you have a, a daughter. daughter yes. And s- there was something about the inspiration of your daughter, well, too, right? My daughter was overweight at that time. She was 220. Oh. And she's, you know, she should be probably about 130 mm-hmm. would, be, would be reasonable because she's always been heavy, a little heavy, and yeah. a little overweight. Yeah. But... She challenged me to stop drinking beer, and she'd stop eating cookies. I said, "You st- oh, She didn't. I told her, "You stop eating cookies. I'll stop eating, drinking beer." <laughs> and, yeah. And uh, she said, yeah, yeah. "She said okay," um, but unfortunately, all it was is the beginning. But I think everything happens for a reason. Yeah, yeah I yeah. honestly do believe that. Yeah. So I ran the marathon, and it was really easy to make that commitment because I wanted to see her understand what a uh, believing in yourself and what, sure. and something that you just got to do. Yeah, to do it, and she didn't. And she was there when to pick me up, and she was ready. She says next year we'll do this together. Obviously, it didn't happen. But yeah. come two years later, she had a little bit. Doctor told her her she, her health is not getting very good, and she's only twenty nine, twenty eight years old. Yeah, and she decided that I'm gonna start now. What I should have started, you know, three four years ago. Mm-hmm. And she ended up losing 60 pounds in a year and a half. Wow. She came. She's very fit. She's a little beast. Yeah. She, she really is a little beast. Uh, so she, she went ahead and, and did that. But it's funny because no matter what, for myself, I don't make the commitment. I make it for other reasons. And I find myself easily distracted with everything else because my moments, again, I go back to this is what I must, must do today. This is what I got to do now. Sure. And, I, and this is what's going to occupy my time. Mm-hmm. And, and I just don't, let's just face it, to, 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 I'd be a liar if I said, I just haven't, I don't commit to myself and say, I'm going to get up every morning at seven o'clock. Yeah. And keep that consistent, steady routine. Sure. Well, to get up at 7 a.m. in the morning requires being to bed by what time? Because you have to go in reverse because circadian rhythms, and you have to allow for eight hours. Are you a night owl or you're still working at no, night? No, I'm a morning person more yeah. so i'll get up between six and seven regularly okay and you know and lately i just i get up and i know you tell me don't drink coffee no more but i still drink, i like my coffee you know, sure sure my sure. coffee okay so, and i drink that in the morning uh my best excuse for right now is my wife enjoys i've been trying to make my relationship work for 33 years yeah we're married for 33 going to be 34 years yeah and and the funny thing is she just loves to talk so i sit there oh. drink my coffee she talks for an hour in the morning. In the morning, nice. And it seems to make things the rest of the day go better for sure, between us. Sure, sure. But the but the funny thing is, mm. I'm antsy, wanting to do all these other things, and I just say, well, I said this. Sometimes you got to do what you got to do that way. Would do you have any workout equipment at home? And would she oh. feel that you're not 100 percent focused if you were actually exercising while she's talking to oh, you? Oh, she she absolutely did. 
gets goes crazy on me right if i'm looking at the clock yeah if yeah. i'm getting antsy to leave if i'm not looking at her yeah of course, of course. so yeah auditories are if highly if attuned I'm, to if i'm calm if i'm calm just looking at her nodding she's happy as can be right <laughs> it's it's the reality of auditories and, you know, and it doesn't matter what i say because she's already got her agenda laid out what she wants to say yeah yeah yeah, yeah. no no i'm just a husband there yeah it yeah, doesn't yeah. matter what you do anywhere else yeah I, you might have been aware or if you haven't um john gray endorsed my newest book that i wrote have you seen I, this one I, actually Mastering, I, I wasn't i I, I had picked it on uh, the, to order it and then i said no i'm gonna hold off a little bit i forgot what i did but, yeah 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 but i'll take one home today yeah he's um i mean he, he and i are good friends we go back from the day uh, we were both on stage at, at anthony robbins event pre-1993-94 so i mean what is that a better part of 24 years right, right. and uh, so when i finally wrote this book it took me 36 years uh, where I started the book, and for various reasons I didn't finish it, but partly, I, I'll, I'll be very open, there was a part of my theory that I, I, I distrusted because the whole rest of the world and what we observed was different between men and women than what my theory was. And I, I, I literally just doubted my own theory because everyone else said something else. And I have all the books you know, that I read... Um, the, all the life experience, the joy of sex, and all these books I read, and it like it didn't match to what I believed to be absolutely true. And then I started reading books written by women about what women like and how to please other women, and I'm like, okay, that matches what I know. Mm -hmm. And once once I bought into that, I wanted to then see is there outliers, are the exceptions to that, and there were not exceptions. There were no exceptions. It was like completely accurate what what my theory was and in the last three chapters i talk about it um so some people you know want to know like what you're talking about hdh and pt141 and all the intimate enhancing herbs and supplements and hormones which i know a lot about you know that's like one of my expertise interrupting that with tony robbins one of the things that clicked in me probably two weeks ago from listening to something that he was saying yeah is that people create an image of themselves and that's who they are before their own eyes so it doesn't matter what anybody else thinks it's what they and that's what motivates them to do what they do to be whether they're defensive or offensive right right right, right 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 there yeah 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 of course uh, and, and and the <laughs> one of my favorite books you've read this yeah? no no actually i have a oh. i have a free copy on its way to me from i because i've been part of this uh, kbb family with uh, tony robbins and dean graciosi do you know the real story behind this book that no one ever tells? No, no. I was in the front row of when he was doing the early version of Mastery University, mm -hmm. and he and I exchanged because he had me come do live blood analysis, which I've been doing for 43 years, right? Yeah. He Because I went to his home to do the test, and he was blown away. They told me I had 15 minutes to do the test. Four hours later, I was testing everyone in the castle, and <laughs> you know. And then he asked me, would you would you like to come test a lot of people? And I'm thinking, yeah, 50, 100 people. And he says, no, we got 1,000 people showing up to test. And I'm thinking, 1,000, it's humanly impossible. I said, sure, I'll do it. And I'm thinking, I can't do this. And then, then you know, I did the Tony Robbins thing, you know, I can, right? You and I hired it. 10 technicians, and we figured it out. Just needed help. I was sitting in the front row with the book, and word for word, as he spoke at Date with Destiny, he was saying, and I'm like, it's word for word. How... 
he, he's not looking at a teleprompter. He's just talking, and it's word for word. And I, I, I talked to John Saltero, Cindy Saltero, who's introduced me to Tony because Cindy was his personal trainer, and John was an artist, and he would he. Tony could memorize things if John would draw pictures while he was talking. So in the ancient Greek days, they would flip through pictures and remember things by looking at the images. And create a, a something to make it hold. Yeah, yeah. So it was it's a memory technique. But the point was, he went through and wrote this entire book, but he was on a deadline, had a million dollar, I'm not sure the amount, with Simon & Schuster you know, to, to finish the book, but he was going to miss the deadline. So what he did was... He took his Date with Destiny talk, sent it to the transcriptionist. That became the book. That's why it was word for word. This book is golden. You pay for, in the day, I don't know how much Date with Destiny is now, but it was $4,000 to go to attend that event. And this book is word for word well, for that event. The funny thing is, I, I believe it's well, this weekend is the first, uh, his, he set up a whole stadium inside with the screen. So it's, mm -hmm. uh, what is it? Uh, it's a summit basically but it's all monitors and there's right. no people there and yeah. we're going to do it uh, watch it from home yeah and, and i bought my ticket for going to vegas that was supposed to be in october and they transfer transferred it because they're not going to have that in vegas now it's going to be the virtual summit yeah so it's really interesting dean graciosa and, yes. and his team yeah well but tony robbins built this oh, yeah. incredible but either way the whole point is i'm very slow but as, as you've seen me, I, I absorb things and I take a little time just digesting sure. things. And I've been digesting everything. That's why I said it's such a great positive change from mm -hmm. what's happened. I really don't believe that this all happened for accident. I believe right. I felt something. I just didn't understand it when it comes to the change. Right. But the most important thing that I have not, that I have ignored is myself, my personal health. Mm -hmm. And the biggest issue I have, I know it's the hormones because the hormones is what's out of whack. And Huge. You said you're 55, right? Yeah. yeah. And, and it's been the problem ever since the beginning yeah. because my measurement on my hormones, my HGH was basically, what was it, under 60? I didn't bring none of my things this time, but, but we've changed some of it with some of the supplements. IGF-1, because that's the reflection of, of human growth hormone. Is that what you're saying? It was, it was under 60, which IGF should be about 300 yeah. for a youthful person, right? Yes. Yeah. And and uh, and the reading of my testosterone was also like under eighty, I think, yeah. Which is should be around three four hundred as well. Right, 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 right. And I think you told me yours was about eight hundred or something like that. Or H. <laughs> well, my testosterone. If I remember, right? Yeah, was, it was high. Yeah, when mine gets under eight hundred, I get nervous. I know I'm going to start like feeling the effect of of declining testosterone hormone when my igf levels under 300 i get nervous because i know i'm gonna experience the effect loving books and loving things have you heard of tim grover and his book relentless i know the name tim grover i don't so think i've read relentless. Tim grover is the is the grover or grover okay he's been the guy that has taken uh michael jordan to his next level colby, oh, wow. colby bryant wow and as he says he's not a trainer he is a, a sculpture of people, human bodies. He basically takes, if they tear their ligaments, he, near, he te teaches them how to restore things. He teaches them how to make everything else strong to support sure. their weaknesses. Right, right, right. And he teaches them to make, be better and stronger. And he says primarily it's the, their mind that he strengthens, that strengthens everything else. Yeah. Which, 
very similar to yourself in many ways. The only problem is that very, very few people, because you're such a, he uses the word cleaner, you're such a guy that's just so far ahead of them. Yeah. They have no idea. They get intimidated by how can we do this? Yeah. One of the inside um, techniques that I find of great value is that we're, as Bruce Lipton states in his book, Biology of Belief, and if you watch his videos, and you, you're probably familiar with his name, Bruce Lipton, Biology I've of Belief. I've heard the name, I don't know. He talks about the reality that 97% of all of your decisions are made at the subconscious level almost autom automatically without your your input about what you really want. And so we have to overcome that inertia Otherwise, it'll continue to be the same way or worse. But it takes us back to those glasses that we right. got and, and, uh, and lining yourself up with what you really want. Right. And, and it takes me to what do I want? I really just want to not have this here. And I accept whatever, you know, aging and different things. But I want to be of good encouragement to myself and help myself. Right, right. Not to keep throwing myself, you know, as I told you before, I love eating meat. But since I met you... I eat probably a third of the meat or less okay. than I ever did before. All right. All so right. it's maybe instead of every day, I eat it three times a week. Okay. You know, but I like it. So sure. that's what I do. Is it the flavoring of the meat you like or the texture or the memory or the feeling after you eat the meat? It doesn't. I, honestly, I just find it satisfying. Yeah. If I was okay. to say, uh, you know, I enjoy it. And sure. And the flavoring. Mm -hmm. So it just goes back to... I've been eating this candy for my whole life. It's sort of hard to stop today. Just sure, you know. But again, you change things. It goes back to your simply healthy book. Uh, we've gone through it. My wife has picked some things to make out sometimes. Sure. But probably the, the best thing that I do with that book is I, I probably purchased about eight or nine copies, and every time somebody tells me they have cancer, I give it to them. Sure, sure, and, absolutely. And people are just—it's funny because they don't want you feeling sorry for them. They don't want you to know they have it. But as soon as you find out and you give them something and don't lecture nothing, I think that's probably one of the best things. Yeah. You know what came out of the COVID issue was I wrote the book, um, Blood Doesn't Lie. And um, this book is endorsed by five of the top doctors in anti-aging in the world and Mark Victor Hansen, who wrote Chicken Soup for the Soul. And it it is a Bible. And I'll be very clear for those with cancer or those who are concerned about infectious diseases. So, so I'll need another one of those books today. <laughs> and it, it literally, when I went through it, I thought, you know, what in my 43 years of looking at people's blood under a microscope, what do people need to, must, what must they know to, to turn the corner up against a rather you know, challenging disease. I mean, I mean, let's face it, cancer is not a death sentence. It's scary. And doctors have no clue how to handle it. And to this day, the rate of cancer, you know, going back to Nixon claiming the war against cancer, we've lost ground. And every time I hear of a friend going or a family member or someone saying, oh, I'm going in for radiation, you're what? Or chemotherapy, what? Are you surgical? Okay, you have a large tumor. If it's taking up space, impinging on your ability to breathe, remove it. But what are you doing to get to the cause of the problem? I mean, there is a cause. 
And they go, well, no one ever said there's a cause. And they never told me to change my diet. They never told me to get outdoors in the sun or exercise. I have 35 steps that I personally follow on a daily basis. And I, I, don't, I mentally check them off as I'm so, doing them. So that lines up with, with I can't give the verbal explanations because I just don't do that and haven't done that. Sure. With, but I know for a simple fact that COVID is out there. Mm-hmm. But I don't feel, sub, how do you say, like threatened by it in any way, shape, or susceptible to it because I do enough things to fend it off. Right, right, right. So therefore, I'm not going to give it the excuse uh, that, it's, that, that I'm scared of it. Or, right, and right. I feel, And I honestly just feel that all this is valid. Yeah. And so, yeah, I mean. And it's the same with cancer. If you feed it, it's going to grow. Yeah. If you starve it, it's going to die. Yeah. Yeah, I, uh, some of the greats, Dr. Tom Lodi, um, the his work in encouraging people to eat raw, whole, fresh foods. His analogy about imagine a building is burning and and you're on the building, but you have a chance to run fast enough and jump to the other building. Would you put in a partial effort to run and jump to the other building, or would you put a hundred percent effort to get to that other building before the one collapses that you're on? Yep. And people they half-heartedly enter the world of life, and when you're in a fight, a jujitsu, you're putting out effort. You know that man's he's he's planning to pin you. He's planning to to take you right. Probably the the worst thing I've ever done is when I compete, is I don't prepare. Like I should, because I like the fight. I I don't thrive in the. Mm-hmm. I want to win. I don't fight to lose. Sure. I don't prepare myself to win because I just want to participate. Of course. Yeah. But every I fought with this guy Ox, who came out on the cover of Jujitsu magazine, and this mm-hmm. guy was the same age as me. Yeah. Ripped with, because uh, <laughs> he was a street. Uh, uh, he worked in the street with the jackhammers and yeah. doing the hard labor. Sure. And I escaped his move that he said it was his bread and butter and he says nobody has ever escaped i escaped yeah and you know he beat me two points to zero almost all my matches are either two to nothing four to two to something like that and i lose against these guys that win the the division right and it's so funny because nobody's whooped my butt right but i've never i compete with them but i've never taken it upon myself to prepare myself to compete sure at what I want, I just go and I enjoy myself and right. I have a good time. Right, 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 right. And and that's the funny thing about almost everything. And it goes, you, nobody should be a dabbler, but I'm a curious person. I, mm-hmm. I love looking at things. I'm intrigued. I was so intrigued when you took my blood and you mm-hmm. made, put it on the screen. As a matter of fact, I, I want you to do that again. Sure, we'll do it while we're talking. <laughs> okay. You know, one of the things that I, I notice is there are perfectionists, and there's people who get paralyzed with perfection, and they'll they'll avoid the things they enjoy doing just because they want it to be so perfect, and they don't want to be embarrassed of the outcome. I I kind of agree with your 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 approach because otherwise you're missing out on life, and life is to be lived, not to be like perfect no no the, the perfection is really in the fact that you're moving forward yeah the perfection is to be alive yeah i, I you but, know i but moving on our subject that we're talking about yes one of the things going back to my friend that has cancer yes i'm looking for that i i'm going to go talk to him because my sister he told my sister in confidence that she wouldn't tell nobody else yeah 
and my sister's first thing because we're good friends told me mm -hmm. so first thing i did was order the the simply healthy and had it mailed over there to them. yeah yeah the, the second thing i i did is i gathered somebody else told me that marijuana is really good for uh mm -hmm. for for that as well of of st i forgot what they said to stopping the growth of it because it helps reduce tumors i believe that's what i heard e there, there is some discussion also about the cytochrome storm and uh, cytokine storm that is with COVID, and they talk about the the whole issue of of what's going on, you know, with with the immune system being overactive, and so so there's a lot of interest, and it's been stated that marijuana is is effective in calming down that. So that the cytokine, uh, the, the cytokine storm. However, in my research, the best is to learn to grow the marijuana plant and juice it or blend it. Well, the whole point is I gathered about uh, maybe 100 leaves from a, from a plant that got clipped. Mm -hmm. And I'm letting it dry right now for him. Yeah. And what they told me to do with it mm. is let it dry, crumble it up into little... Uh, particles yep put it in a crock pot with a pound of cheese a pound of butter real butter okay and then when it after it's let it go for 24 hours yep and then i get a cheese uh what is it um cloth yep and i let it all go through the cheese cloth mm -hmm. and then i reharden it again mm -hmm. and that's gonna and then what'll be done is that's just gonna be butter with marijuana tea and everything and, and then they could put it on their brownies they could put it on their bread they can mm -hmm. put it on anything they want to eat right and and it'll have that effect yeah the interesting thing is by but, not burning it it's important because there's THA which is the, the more effective immune enhancing component THC the part that gets them high is the part that comes about from burning it really yes I didn't know that so the advantage is very few people know this but the advantage is is to grow it or as you did, dry it. Either way, I'll have some of my clients with autism. You know, where the child has autism, the family member will will be taught to grow the plants. And the interesting thing about marijuana that's that's grown uh, is that it, um, it, it when you consume it after juicing, you you get euphoric. So you don't get dummy uh, high high where you're like you know out of it i guess i'll use that word you know really high you know there's jokes or, you know anyone who's ever experienced it we come from the 70s so, the 80s so right then you're saying don't don't cook it overnight juice it the best thing is to juice it so put it in a blender and mix it and yeah and get the results that way and yeah and it's okay to eat the leaves and everything with it yeah yeah okay it's yeah. even easier it's easy so, you don't yeah so don't let your nose fall off in spite of your face <laughs> exactly so so it, it works out really really elegantly and at the same time you're it makes sense because all the cannabinoids are within the plant and and just like in most of nature of, of plants most the best benefits are from raw whole fresh food instead is, of cooked or burned or the, destroyed right the gut feelings that i have is that there's so much more there that helps i haven't smoked weed for 20 years or mm -hmm. 30 years yep but the fact is that there's so many benefits that people can get from it right that it's just hard to understand it's just something that's com coming about just like stem cells yeah 
Yeah. I mean, I wrote one of the early books. I was one of the early pioneers doing, you know, and having stem cell treatments myself, and then also well, I remember making we were arrangements. About it ten years ago, listening yeah. to yeah. the doctor that you had, the, uh, what is it uh, from Santa Monica? I can't remember his name right now. Yeah. Well, I Doctor Goslin is in is in the Santa Monica, L.A. area. There's um, I'm trying to think. And I the, work with a lot and, of and uh, and uh, endocrinologists. Yeah. Yeah. But either way. There's so many people that you've that you've taught on and that you've brought about, made it's, comments. It's, it's a it's an exciting time and it's a challenging time because the challenging part is the truth is being censored and so certain studies are just disappearing. You know, I'm looking for a trash can. There's yeah, I have here. it right behind me, so we're good. Yeah. So, are you left-handed or right-handed? I'm right-handed. Okay, that's good. And the last time we did this test together? 2014. Wow. Okay. Yeah. I went home so excited. I was going to buy me a microscope and, and poke myself regularly and just, just, just to see. Yeah. Yeah. But then I said, well, I kept looking and I can't, didn't get the microscope that I want. And the ones that I wanted were too expensive. Yeah. We've kind of narrowed that. I think we've got it down to, we even have a used microscope that's available but you know uh i had another gentleman he, i think he's in his 70s and he was like yeah i just i just want to look at my blood and then i, I put it in his mind i said yeah and you can check your friends too and <laughs> he says yeah i sure could right and uh yeah he ended up you know uh, doing something with that and it's, it's just a lot of exciting things you see under under a microscope it's just unbelievable and so the book... And that's all you need is just a tiny little drop. Yeah. So the book is called Blood Doesn't Lie, and it was based on my 43 years of doing this test. And, uh, yeah. Um, I'm always amazed to see what we, what we learn from... And you make it so easy. Yeah. It's, it's Here, just give me that and it'll... Yeah, that last little drop... Tilt your hand that way a little bit. Yep. Okay, there we go. Put this. Yeah, okay. Just get Yep. Perfect. With such a small little prick, it'll heal up like nothing. Yeah. You hardly felt it, right? No, it, it didn't even. There was more of the expectation of it, and then there was really nothing to expect. Yeah. The best thing I can say is it goes back to, like you said, in time. You know, what you could prevent by looking at it and it tells your, your stories. Like you said, it doesn't lie. Yeah. And the last time we had an amazing change from the 30 days, my cholesterol went from over 400 Whew. to like 270 in that one, those 30 days. Wow. And it was pretty amazing. It was just, it, it really just is amazing what what happens with the with the change of mind and a mindset yes it's pretty incredible let's check your uric acid here this is a new test we're doing is that for my saliva yeah and it reflects um it says saliva here then you're going to put the, the two ends together and then we'll just see what color you it need is. Me to just put it on my tongue or uh, yeah just tip it on top of your tongue get it real wet that's good all right yeah we'll just put it together yep Hold it together a minute. 
Then we'll just see what, what color we come up with here. And you can see right here, um, let me see if I can find, there you go. You can actually see yeah. the recording of it. There's a, a black ring in the center. And some, some of my um, research shows uh, going doc back to Dr. Bradford, who learned about the test from Hitana Lagarde, who, who were President Eisenhower's personal physicians. And they found that when they saw these black rings, they suspected uh, heavy metals. Mm -hmm. So um, that's from sodas, from different uh, okay. things. Uh, I don't drink very much soda. Yeah. But I do, I have drank more this year probably than in the last 10 years. Yeah. So you see the, the black rings uh -huh. there. That's right there. So and the only conclusive way to verify what kind of heavy metal would be to do a follow-up um, urine test, there is um, a blood test that can be done as well. We have a kit downstairs. But, but probably the best thing to do is just mm -hmm. be proactive and do things that help it get rid of it. Correct. Absolutely. Let's jump over to the live blood a moment here. Yeah, just got that. There, there is different things that I noticed that, because I actually was reading something last year on the heavy metals and the negative impact of yeah. how they have, and they get into your body pretty easily, but they don't get out very easily. Correct. They take a, I think you, you talked about it with an endocrinologist or either that lady from Florida that you did a, yeah, Dr. You, Kathleen Geringer. Yes, yeah. yes, mm -hmm. that's correct. Yeah. I think you've talked about that in, uh, quite intensely about that. Yeah, and there's a good friend also in, in the Boston area, Dr. Anil Batchneth, who uh, he met me at an anti-aging conference, and uh, he knew I'd been doing blood morphology for 43 years, and he had been doing it for 20 years. And he actually was doing the test and was trained before he entered medical school. So when he entered medical school, he took special classes on bacteriology and so forth because he wanted <laughs> to know everything he could to understand why doctors aren't doing this test. And it was like it didn't make sense to him because you can learn so much, right? You know what makes me laugh more than anything is that I, could, I just talk to you so easily. Yeah. Yeah, it's you. You're a pretty good historian of my work too. I mean, you know, you you must watch quite a few of the videos. And well, everything. I watched a lot of them for a long time, and yeah, you were, you were giving them to me to listen to in my car when I was driving a lot more. Yeah, yeah. and I haven't been driving as much uh, in the last probably three years. Yeah, but so I've been focusing on other things. Yeah, so the shape and the quality of the cells looks good. They're round. They're uniform. Um, it definitely looks a lot better, and I actually still probably have them in my phone, the original ones, but the truth is it doesn't matter because it's what's, what's in me now. Yeah, yeah. So are, are you taking any kind of vitamin or mineral supplements right now? Well, I, ta I take the adrenal, adrenal uh, your adrenal supplements. Adrenal, uh-huh. And I, I was taking the, the, oh, my God. It's your primary thing that we get out of the milk that uh, that you give. The E starts with the E. Uh, yeah. Or <laughs> boy, I, I I'm terrible at remembering the. But it's your uh, estrogen. Estrogen. Estroblock. Estroblock. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So I've, I haven't taken Estroblock for about a week and a half. Okay. But I've taken it for the last couple of years. Yeah. I ran out of Estroblock about a week and a half ago, ten days ago. Mm -hmm. Yeah. 
And, uh, and that's why I came up last week. And then I said, hey, they're not here no more. <laughs> okay. And, and that's why I'm here today to make sure. But more importantly, I also wanted to make time uh, to, to talk to you regarding this. And I said, I got to just, I got to stop making excuses and I got to make a plan. Yeah. So the good news is the shape and the quality of your red blood cells is, is excellent, uh, meaning uh, the absorption of B12, folic acid, iron, you know, overall is good. Um, this is the white blood cell, which is obviously the principal part of the immune system. I'm going to bump up the, the magnification here so we can what, just... What are we magnifying there at that time? Uh, this this is about 2,000 magnification. Wow. We're, we're going to go up to 6,000 magnification. Wow, now. that's incredible. Yeah, so uh, literally, if you were to take the head of a, a pin or a pencil, mm -hmm. a drop of blood is has 8 million red, red blood cells on one drop. So we're looking at such a high magnification, we're seeing about, you know, 50... Uh, red blood cells and one white blood cell, which the ratio, by the way, there should be about one white cell for every two to 500 red cells. So that's good because uh, some people have what's called delayed food allergies and they get too many, uh, an increase of, of, of white blood cells when the body is, is uh, fighting something or if um, you have what's called a, a delayed food allergy. So here we go. All right, so let's go to the, that's the highest magnification. I, I don't know if we use, this This is my my favorite microscope because it's, it's so crisp when you, when you take a look at the shape and the quality of the cells. And we can, we can actually identify microbes at this level. Um, but here is rather, important distinction let me get that focused there we go so here's an actual white blood cell these dark things are called granular sites mm -hmm. and they're the most powerful digestive enzymes in the whole body so they're designed to when they engulf uh, an invader or a microbe or a bacteria they um, they fight they they do their job. They just fight and destroy, seek and destroy. Uh, and, and these individual red blood cells right here. Um, yeah. So I and it seems that they're still alive because they're moving. Oh, yeah. Yeah. The, the, the blood uh, red blood cells are floating in, a, in, in the serum, the, the liquid of, of life. Uh -huh. And in the background, these are little triglycerides. So how long ago did you eat and what did you eat? Well, um, you see, I did not eat. I drank coffee this morning, uh -huh. and I ate last night. Okay. And what did I eat last night? Boy, that's a good question. I ate a chile relleno. With cheese, with yeah. With cheese. Yeah. I ate, uh, uh, actually, I ate a taquita, taco from, uh, with uh, chicken. And, uh, mm -hmm. and I also ate, uh, boy, I ate a lot. I ate a, a taco... A uh, tongue taco. It's called a ton? Beef tongue. A beef ton? Beef, beef tongue. <laughs> okay. Oh, beef tongue. Tongue, yeah. Yes. Okay. So these are the what's called the lobes here. They're um, the each little looks like kind of a circle vacuum mm -hmm. vacuole. And 
this is one of the ways we determine um, vitamin B12 levels. When we see five or more lobes in white blood cells, then we know that um, it's called hypersegmentation. It means that you clinically would uh, be shown to have a, white, uh, a B12 deficiency. I don't see that. That's good. And when you have an active white blood cell, one of the concerns sometimes is they start breaking apart and releasing digestive enzymes into the joints, and that's the primary cause of arthritis. And arthritis can come from either delayed food allergies, things that you're eating that you're not compatible with, whether it be gluten or dairy product or any number of 230 different foods that we measure in another test we do to, to determine if if the protein antigens are reacting to your own white cells and then causing them to break apart and eat up, eat up your joints. So um, do you have any joint problems or inflammation I have, going on? I have cramps that come. I get quite a significant cramps in my hands. If I do something that I use my hands a lot, uh-huh. I'll get cramps in my hands and my, okay. my, and, uh, my it'll just hurt. Uh, but it's not like your typical cramps. It's something that just is, uh, it's much how do you say? It seems like it's more painful, almost like it would be a neurolog neurolog nerve or something. Yeah. But I just learn to suck it up, and I let go of things, and I don't use my hands for a little bit. If I find different ways to get things done. Mm-hmm. Okay. So you can see that red cell shaped a little bit uh, different. Different. So some of them, when the cell wall's forming, there has to be sufficient trace minerals, B12, folic acid, you know, all the traditional uh, vitamins and minerals. And uh, then the cell wall forms perfectly round. Well, and one of the things that I did take over the last couple of months is Dr. Gundry's uh, for your stomach because he was talking about uh, the, gut. The, the leaky gut. Yep. And I said, well, that's probably what I have if I have the way my gut is. Yeah. But, uh, but it hasn't had, I haven't had no loss of weight. I haven't had my stomach go down. Yeah. And, uh, you know, what, I, what I've been doing, I find if I, as I keep myself busy day through night, if I get up early and stay up late, mm-hmm. I lose more weight. Uh, but, I, but my body just doesn't seem to get rid of it. It doesn't go away easily. And I started running or walk, jogging a little bit uh, because that seems to be the fastest way for me to get, lose weight. Sure. But my, but my knee started hurting, swelling. It started getting swollen. And, that, and that's because I'm too heavy. Yeah. Yeah. So I stopped, and it took my knee about two months, a little over two months, to stop hurting. Yeah. Without doing nothing. Right. And now it's I know I can go walking, but it's again it's just the fact that I haven't started. I have to start. You have to. It is. There's no benefit if you don't start. Yeah. So if you look at the the red blood cells when they dry, and and these are the individual mm-hmm. red blood cells out here, and then. They hold together in the black part. That's all normal, what we're seeing. Where the potential, um, you actually have very little free radical damage except for in the peripheral, which the peripheral area could be reflecting the skin or you mentioned the knee, the joints. Uh, up here, I was looking at it. Uh, now, now, you've... Over your life, oh, let's just say over the last, say, 20 years, you've been fairly consistent with, with exercise oh, where, where you're did. breathing heavily during mm, the exercise. No, no. I, no? I, my heart rate was always under 40, maybe between 35 and 30, 35 to 40 wow. uh, breaths per minute. Right. And even recently, up to the last couple of years, it was still about 55 
uh, with very limited exercise. Now, I would say if you took my – right now, I'm probably be about 65, 70 maybe. Yeah. Uh, but for the most part, the doctors have always told me the strongest part of my body is my heart because I ran – I probably ran for 15 years, anywhere from 10 to 20 miles every day. Wow. See, your blood looks that of someone who chronically, in a good way, exercises. And what we're looking at is these white holes, though, are areas that uh, is called free radical damage. It's reactive oxygen toxic species are the result of the breakdown of what's called polymerized protein. So to, to not get overly complex, there's a, it's not an empty space. It's a liquid that fills into that area uh, that's an offshoot of tissue breakdown. So when I start seeing extensive tissue breakdown, which, um, hey, Danny, can you grab me a blood morphology form from the lab room there next door? Um, and and just, just the, yeah, the blood form. Made it, might have it in here, but sometimes we always do the test in another room. We don't usually do it here. Mm -hmm. I just usually stick my own blood and put it for, you know, our streaming yeah. benefit. But uh, yeah, so the goal is to to be have a virtual absence of those big white holes. I had more of that in 2014 before we uh -huh. went before I did the marathon. Yeah, and it all most of them went away. It completely changed my blood within those 30 days because I changed my diet yep. and I and the amount of exercise I was doing. Right. Because within 30 days, I was up to the 10 miles a day, a day, a day when I went running. And it's a, it's a, yeah, it's really, it was just interesting. Honestly, it's always been interesting. I'm sort of a, an, uh, if you want to call it, a, I don't know why it's a, an animal where either you're all in or you're not in at all. Yeah. Yeah. And okay. when you're when you're all in, it yeah. seems that it seems there's different forces that work for you. So then let's go back to your goals. Now that I, I've seen your blood, I have a good impression of, of some of the things we need to work on. What what are some of the additional goals that, that you want to manifest or or, yeah. or have happen you in know, your life? I, I know it's just habits that you change make a permanent change. Yeah. So there's certain things uh, at this time my wife's even saying it's probably beneficial for her to uh, stop drinking coffee or drink a lot less. But I only drink a cup in the morning, and it's black. I never add sugar. Right. I don't add a lot of sugar. Um, obviously, we're the best thing I forgot to tell you, I think I mentioned to you, and forgive me for just changing this a little bit. No, it's okay. Is I, I told you if you've ever eaten cactus plant. Oh, yeah. Uh, nopales. Nopales. Did you eat them since then, last yes. time we talked? Yes. Yeah. I enjoy nopales. Okay. I usually get them in a jar, and the, the, the fluid's thick. Yes, yes. Right, right, right. Yeah. So... We we have no so policy. good for you. They we, tend to lower cholesterol. We had fresh ones today, and I was gonna and I was already in my car when I left. Uh -huh. I had that and Thank pomegranants. You, that well, the tree is full of pomegranates. But we have a lot of natural plants and organic plants at home. What color? Without did did we? Oh, you still have it. Yeah. Okay. Sorry. Yeah. Go ahead. Continue. Mm -hmm. And and grapes, and we have a lot of uh, uh, shards and and so many different things. Right. That. And I forgot I want I wanted to bring you some fresh nopales. Okay, so but I didn't. Yeah, I don't know if you have your glasses on or you have good yeah. sight, but it it says your uric acid level uh, is on the. It looks like right there, closest to that, probably. Yeah. Okay. It's a little lighter, so but healthy. Close to that. Yeah, so it's it's not higher elevated. It it's right in that uh, above the healthy range. Slightly elevated is the point. 
So uh, here, let's see. It's it's a little lighter than that one, but that's what it, would, what it looks like. Yeah. So closest to. Okay, got it. Yeah. So good. And so you were saying about the nopales and no, I was just saying the change of food. So more more of everything. We're trying to be more organic and make sure that we don't get things that are so store, you know, from the from the marketing of the store, and we're trying to grow more things on our own. You so, have a you have a garden in the back. Yeah, you? yeah. I yeah. guess I don't know if I have a picture to show you. <laughs> Truth is, it's uh, it's short. Nothing short of amazing. We're becoming gardeners here. Yeah. Let's see the. We, I mean, we have lemon trees, we have orange trees, and we have, uh, like I said, pomegranates right now are big grapes. We had a lot of grapes last month, and just so much, so many different things. And it's sort of pretty exciting when you go outside and you can feed yourself off something from your home. And, and I'm finding too many pictures of the things that I'm not looking for. <laughs> Yeah, and I've been going for more walks. Well, actually, when I go, I love, I love trying to go to the beach and breathe in that fresh air from the beach. And as you know, you do it every day. Yeah, that's uh, my favorite place. I'm two miles from the ocean, and oftentimes I I ride my bike from here down to the ocean and uh, get to get to work out down there. <laughs> that's only a part of it. She's working on the garden right there. Oh wow! But it's all covered. Look at that! And uh, yeah, let me see where the oh here we go. Here's a better picture. Yeah, let me get this here. Wow! Look at that! Wow! So do you you start them off in in? Um, I love it, that. It's taken a couple of years because the first yeah. year. We planted everything and nothing grew uh -huh. because of all the bugs. And it's so hard to kill all the bugs and find out. You learn about all these uh, natural uh, things that just get, uh, how do you say, that kill your plants and, and your things. And the one thing I'm, so what my, what my son did a couple of years ago is he brought home a couple of chicks and the chicks eat all the bugs. Oh, wow. So we got chickens and we eat, uh, we get two fresh eggs every day, almost every day. Uh-huh. And we eat the we eat our our eggs from our chickens that eat from our garden. Wow! And our property, so they're free free, free roaming, and it's the funniest thing because you wouldn't think, but the chickens like to follow us around like if they're they're a pet. <laughs> so the, that's pretty funny, I think sometimes. It is. That's great. Yeah. I you remind me when I was a kid growing up in the backyard. I I also had ducks and chickens, and uh, uh, you know, of course, the roosters and rabbits i had a rhodesian ridgeback dog and uh, i had three. Oh, you had a rhodesian ridgeback i've had three uh, two males were 150 pounds each oh wow my male my female looks small at 110 pounds but they're the best dogs because i have just under half an acre of land oh i didn't know that whereabouts do you live diamond bar Diamond bar, yeah. Yeah, uh, Rhodesian Ridgebacks are unique. They're, they're lion hunters, yeah. I, I understand. In Africa, they trained them to hunt lions. They're, they're the best dog in so many ways that we've ever had. They chased the coyotes out one day. They never got out in, in the years that we had them. Uh -huh. They never escaped, but they escaped one day, and they ran the coyotes out of the hill behind us. 
Wow. And we didn't have no coyotes for like five years because they like to, uh, I guess, what do you call it? The, the, the little area behind our home is where all the homes come and then there's a little valley and they come and they kill their, their preys there and you hear poor little dogs screaming and all these things. Wow. But these, my dogs got out and, and three Ridgebacks aren't, don't matter how big the pride of the coyotes is, they don't want to tangle with them. Yeah. Wow. So... Yeah, but uh, but they're pretty intense dogs. They kill everything that came in. They got gophers. They they're. I have some great stories. We can share another day. But, <laughs> yeah, but, that's but great. We love animals. We love a lot of nature and a lot of things. And obviously, there's you know there comes a fight with everything. So, have you lived in Southern California most of your life? Or? All my all my life. Yeah, me all too. My life. I yeah. live. I've lived in this home for 21 years. I lived before that. I lived in La Puente for 10 years. And then I grew up in what they call the ghetto in Lincoln Heights by, off the, by Dodger Stadium. Used to walk to the Dodger games when I was a kid. Yeah, my father's father lived in uh, Lincoln Heights. And I remember my dad taking me to my grandfather. And we went to all the bars they used to hang out at. And they would tell the same stories over and over again. I mean, they forget they tell the story, but um, I have a lot of memories of that, you know, because I, I lived, I grew up in Temple City, California, you know, went to Royal High School yeah. and oh, El Monte was right off, you know, the up the hill there. And so that was the hood really, you know, and uh, yeah, got in some fist fights and the whole thing, you know, because that's the, what we did, you know. The growing up in, in a rougher area, it's, I enjoyed it. Yeah. I really did. There's there's certain things that you can that you learn yeah. that you could never be taught anywhere else. Yeah, yeah. And, and uh, I have to say, there's just certain things you learn to fight if you have to, and I learned to walk away. And I'm very good at just talking my way out of things. Wow. So I've always walked away. But then good it for you. Didn't hurt. I had a brother that would basically leave people unconscious if they got in a fight with him. Yeah. And uh, he'd knock people out with one punch. So wow. they didn't want to fight with him. Yeah, 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 that's... Um, but he was the oldest, so he had to pave the way. Sure, sure. Yeah, that's... Um, we we um, played against the Temple City Rams, the El Monte Meteors, and we played against uh, uh, the Rosemead Rebels, and, you know, there were some tough teams. We went against tough guys, so you know, in Lincoln High days. School, they know us for losing the games more than winning the games and <laughs> yeah. coming out things that... Yeah. We always had a saying that we... We might lose the game, but we don't lose the fight. The fight. <laughs> I love it. Yeah. So if your your current body weight is 228, 230. Okay. Doesn't matter. Yeah. And then your next goal on the list of what what would you say if, if I were to wave a magic wand, you'd you'd be able to we'd be able to get you, you know, that my, result. My cardio, I need my cardio to go up so i gotta okay. do something regard because cardio sometimes doesn't have as much to do with your weight as much as you do with just being active would mm -hmm. you agree with that activity mm -hmm. so mm -hmm. i i need to get my activity up because i went and let's just say today just for the sake of saying a black belt it doesn't matter yep doesn't fight as hard as a as a blue belt as somebody with less experience so I find myself, when I was a blue belt in jiu-jitsu, which is an intermediate, let's just say, mm -hmm. I was able to lose five pounds of, of sweat every time I would fight in, the, in class. I, but today, I don't even lose one pound because my effort is very low. 
And it's mostly just the fact that if I get tired, that's when I'll get you gas out, gas out, make mistakes. Oh, but for the most part, because I got good technique, I don't doesn't take very good energy, much energy to, and I don't sweat as much as I did before. I don't require much as, as much activity. Right. So therefore, I have to find myself to do be more active, and I'm not an aggressive fighter. I'm a defensive fighter. Okay. So right. I stand. I stand more for just turning things around. Right. And and that's true for me in life. So, but answering the question, what do I? You know, this two is just the cardio. Mm-hmm. Uh, three. That's these are physical because uh, it's my physic. Uh, but obviously, I think what you just showed is I need to uh, is my diet. Right. We need to have a diet that supports what I want, my goals. Right. And. So you want to clean up the diet and I, I need to create a diet that I can live with and be comfortable with that. Obviously, uh, as you, you know, I have my little demons as just like a personal life. We have to accept mm-hmm. who we are and mm-hmm. our own little flaws sure. and I have to fear, learn to accept what I, how I eat and sure. and do things that make up for it. So mm-hmm. I'll, I have to say as much as I admire you and respect your, I don't, I don't want to be, I live to be 120 years old and I don't look to get myself. I doesn't mean I wouldn't like, but the price that I have to pay to be as physically fit as yourself. Yeah. I just don't want to pay that price. So, but I have to find one. What, what am I willing to pay? And what do I want? Overall, I just want to be pretty much, it's funny. It sounds so cliche, happy, healthy, and wise. Okay. And uh, if I'm, if I'm at a, between 190 to 200 pounds, I guess that's it. I guess that's an answer, right? It's, I do not want to compromise my happiness or my, for you know, I want a certain level of just being finding a, a fair level of satisfaction. Does that sound? Ex- I, you know, yeah, no, it's, it's as clear as it gets. I and I, you know, it's interesting because Bob Goldman once said, um, "Who's the president of the American Academy uh, or CEO of the, of, the, of the American Academy of Anti Aging Medicine?" We created a new slogan at nickdelgado.com, and it, it might chime, you know, clear for you. You know, we have people fill out this questionnaire. We have all these testimonies of people, including John Gray, you know, who, who we're both a fan of. He, he's a great guy, and he, he and I, as I said, go back. But um, when you when you look to accomplish certain goals and you um, you think that, life has its challenges what we wrote is like our mission statement is to help people to feel strong look great have clear skin because we have a huge number of people since i i wrote the book um acne be gone for good it's just it's just you you put a lot of effort into that book i remember when you were working on that. yeah a lot of effort went into that and so we've helped literally over 50,000 young people clear up their skin and continue to call in literally every day, every week. So that's a real passion for me. And I have to say from my heart, I was a little bit, what is the word? Feeling like, is this what I'm going to be known for? And I needed to learn to become more humble about what that means to kids because I thought back to in the day when I was uh, 14 years old on American Bandstand dancing on national television with Dick Clark, you know, and, 
and I'd get these breakouts, and I remember I was horrified. I mean, if a camera angle came up close, you know, you knew because you'd see the camera light on and the whole thing, and you're thinking, you know, wow, I, I don't know that I'm going to show up next week and, you know, and dance. Well, I could answer that question actually pretty easy because yeah. the fact is that in finding your purpose, I was looking at going, following what I always started talking speaking with you is yeah. we want to change things. We look to change them for ourselves first and foremost. Right. Okay, but I'm going to follow up with something else that you just made point that mm. I just is I just love mm. is only the healed can help heal, or wow. the healed help heal the best. Okay, and so therefore you just said it right there. You you are the healed. Yeah, I I didn't I look back and I was so troubled, but at that time no one could give me a solution. And years later, when I discovered essentially by accident Estroblock, which I was creating a product to deal with what I thought was the most troubling problem in our society, which is estrogen dominance, because I knew it also related to a higher instance of cancer, obesity, in men, prostate cancer, and women, breast cancer. Uh, it relates to mood changes. And I was like, I, I have to you know, create, and I did, I created this product. And then I was getting calls from people going, hey, you know, I've been taking that ester block that you told me to take, but did you know it clears up your skin? And I'm like, no and they said yeah yeah i had acne and it's gone I, i'm like what i still forgot <laughs> i mentioned well either way that every negative has a po equal positive yeah you found it that's yeah. what you just said that's, that's what i heard mm -hmm. and the most important thing is that i don't remember you for any of that i just remember you for the changes that you've made in in my life and the fact is going back to people we all have a purpose right but the purpose is to have an impact Yes, we don't recognize sometimes what our impact is until someone tells us. Right, and, right. And the only—if I was to sum up, what is the greatest impact? Is you've caused me to believe not only in—in in, I believe in so many things that you've already done, but I believe in you. And mm -hmm. the stem of what you've given me is the, what gives me the impact, which gives me a more of a rounded solution to so many things. Yeah, and it goes back to solutions, because really, regardless of what it is that created the scientist in you is looking for solutions. Yeah. And as, if it, correct me if I'm wrong, but you mm. said you stumbled across it more somewhat by accident. Definitely. But, but really what you found out when you said 50,000, and if this is, people are going to tell me, this is what I'm going to be known for. Right. It's only the, because this is what has had the greatest impact. Yeah. And, in, and an immediate solution for more people mm -hmm. needed today that wanted to make that change. Yeah. That saw the value. Yeah. And, and, and yeah. I, I kept thinking, when I was a kid, I, you know, I had delu delusions or beliefs in grandeur that I would be a future president. I don't know where that came from, yeah. but I got rid of that idea fairly quickly, you know, when I realized this is not where you want to be. Uh, but I believed I would find the cure to cancer. I believe you have. And I read virtually every book you can imagine about cancer. And, and so I couldn't really make those statements on our website for obvious reasons because it seemed it seemed too extreme i mean what you you of all people figured out the solution to cancer and then i realized you know that the doctors i work with they realized that every drug and surgery and intervention always got back to it's a temporary solution but you got to get to the cause let's look at lifestyle medicine as we know it and so 
after interviewing over a thousand doctors and scientists and educators around the world, I said, God, we do know the solution to cancer. And it's not an easy one, but it's, it's something that each person has to take personal responsibility. And I saw myself as like in Yoda and, and Star Wars, like I'm, I'm the guide and I want each of my clients to be the hero. I so, want them to be the, the end product of not so, just clearing up their skin, but curing cancer, losing, I shouldn't use the word cure because it's inappropriate in this day and age, but getting to the part where the tumors shrink and disappear. Um, and, and the weight problem, you're at your ideal weight and look, here's your part and loving life. This is, I mean, this is what, well, why. What else is there? Right. Okay, everything else, it goes back to our wealth. So go and listen, go back to Tony Robbins and, and these things. And right. you're looking for your wealth. And one of the biggest things that I'm hardest on myself is I say, why do I, I've always struggled financially for different reasons and, yeah. and life. But it's only because money is not the most important thing to me. Right. Which it is sometimes you get excited for certain things. Right. But it's not that what money does for me. It's what I do with money. Yes. And, yeah. and, I, and I look at it and I just say... I, I don't care. I wish I could. I had it different, but it's not that I don't care. It's just that I'm more present in my moment for other things. Yeah. And to stay with something, if I was to say the there's two things that I do, I'm very strong-willed, and I stay the course once I decide the course that I want. Yes. And and if and you as you look at in life when we study things, that's what makes us who we are. Mm -hmm. It's it's and again, our definition of ourselves. Right. And who we see ourselves as. Right. But moving forward, that's what we need to do. And, and staying happy. I, can, I can't be anything if I'm not happy. Yeah. And the wealth, I have to say, my wealth is, I definitely find it to be in, in knowledge and trying to grow things. And at the end of everything, this is just one part of something that needs to grow. And it cannot, if you're idle, you're dying. Yeah. In... The experience of life and some of my clients, like Ray Wilson, who's now approaching the age of 93, and you can see a picture of him up on the wall and Tony Robbins over there. And I, I think to these incredibly, at least from a business perspective, successful individuals, they all went through very trying times. I mean, Ray Wilson was a cotton picker, you know, in, in Idaho and, and was, you know, living in a house without a bathroom. And I mean, he, he went through so many struggles and fights and he became a pro wrestler and he, he fought. I mean, they would get into, you know, matches where it was like to the death, even though it was quote, you know, play wrestling, you know, they got grudge matches going. They got, no, there's they anger. got mad. There's anger coming out. Yeah. Yeah. And he, you know, he's got some injuries to this day that is one of the reasons, you know, I work with him. I love working with him because, you know, all of us, let alone at 50, 55, you know, 65 going on 66, Ray at 92, we have hormonal challenges that change with each decade and don't get easier. They become more severe, more amplified if we don't address them. And I've heard people say, well, I'm not going to do hormones because there's risk. I've heard there's problems. And there's a greater risk of not doing hormones. I mean, it's very important to balance your hormones. And that's where it gets back to block and estrogen dominance but that's and the my whole, new book that's, that's coming out. That's the whole out. point. It's important to have a balanced life. Yeah. You can't just succeed here and fail over here. What good does it do to have a lot of money, a good life, mm -hmm. and poor health? Yeah. And, and you know with the whole isolation and COVID thing, I've worked on having a little bit more patience and where I'm one of these kind of guys where 
if I see a project, I see it, I, I want to get started with it right away. I want to do it right now, and then I'll forget the other projects that I'm working on. Yeah, and I realize yeah. patience. I have to time and pri prioritize you, what's important. You, you aren't driven, and you don't look at the cost. You just look at the results, yeah. and you stay focused. Yeah. Nobody else does that better than you. But, Thank but, you. But what I need to do that I look at, and I just say, I love being around you. And if I can come hang out with you every day, sure. then it would be an easy thing for my solution. Sure. But then I would sacrifice what I need to live and the life that I've created right. where I'm at. Well, but I need to do it one bite at a time in small steps and incorporate that into my life mm -hmm. on a regular basis to make it permanent. Because obviously, if I haven't changed in all these years, I'm not going to change overnight either. I'm going to share with you some insights just based on our conversation, because I think it's it, we're getting to the point of it. And that is that I look back to not just Bob Whelan, the double amputee, you know, who lost his legs in Vietnam, and Dennis Esterbrook, a great educator from Dominguez College. And I had some other educators that I trained over the years. And they knew the science because they were trained to show, in those days it was 35 millimeter slides, and we would show the slideshow. It was about 36 slides. It was supposed to take about an hour and a half to present to the audience. And at the end, we'd enroll them to come to weekly classes. And they all knew why it was so important to follow a healthy diet, to exercise, to, to you know, apply apply these, these, these principles, which I believe are the two cores to at least a few of your goals, meaning achieve your ideal weight and, of course, clean up your diet and your cardio improve. But, but the healthy and wise thing is kind of the next extension we're going to talk about is first, do you have self-love? Do you appreciate your mind and your body of what it is? And what's the core of that I belief, I right? Have to, I have to say yes, and I have to say more than ever before. Yeah. But the problem that I've always had is I put other things and people first mm -hmm. because I want to help and I want to be of good encouragement. Mm -hmm. And I know what I need to do, but I'm saying, don't you see I can help you, stupid? And the fact is that I'm, how do you say, I'm stupid that way that I believe infinitely for, for that you can do certain things and, I, and I'll sacrifice myself. But I understand what you're saying is you got to love yourself enough mm -hmm. to say mm -hmm. fuck you and i'm going to do what i got to do first and then i'll yeah. then i'll visit you later yeah and, and, <laughs> i mean it's yeah. a harsh way to put it but it's the truth right and you brought up a few things earlier and that is that you can surround yourself as jim Rohn often told tony robbins you become the five people you spend the most time with you become their bank account the net average of their health the average of their relationships i mean and i allow them to bring me down them being the ones we shouldn't allow into our life and that's something I've been trying to work on as well because I've been learning that sometimes you and I, or I don't know if you fall in this category, but I want to rescue certain people and I jump in there and I'm trying to rescue them because I think I can help them, but they're not ready to be helped. And, you know, the, the old saying, when the when the student is ready, ready the, teacher will, the teacher will appear. And so you, during all these years, weren't quite ready, and yet now you are. And the reason I say you are is because you're before me. You took the initiative to call and to show up, which, you know, that takes some guts because you got to kind of swallow your pride and go, look, I didn't quite accomplish whatever it is. He's going to have opinions about me. No, I have, I have no judgment. I know what people go through. I know what I go through every day to, to you, accomplish. You've, you've made it very easy on me whenever I said, you know, I eat more bread or do these things. And you just say, well, that might not be the best thing for you. Yeah. And then I ask you, I'll say, well, would you eat this? And I said, well, if I'm starving, maybe. But if I need to have something, then maybe. But if I can avoid it at all costs, I'm not going to. Right, right. And, and the bottom line is, yeah, you're helping other people. But, you know, it's simple. 
it's what I see myself as. I see myself as, and, and I'm going to just go a very uh, funny thing, and it's an, it's an excuse as much as it's a valid reality, mm-hmm. is I feel that I'm strong enough that I can go anywhere, even in eating, even if, uh, let's just say, oh, I gave my heart to Jesus. I'm never going to go to the strip club again and see those strippers again. But the fact is I go and I just say, I can help you. Yep. And I can help you get out of here. Right. Right. And I, <laughs> and, and I can talk to them and find them, motivate them. And they like listening because we're, we give people energy. When you have energy, sure. you give people energy and you give them hope and you give them yeah. the areas that they never would sure. see. And I say, I can find a positive in it. And I always find the positive in things that most people don't. Of course. But that doesn't mean, you know, I'm positive that I, I, I'm positive I know where I'm at today and I don't want to be here. Right. But the bottom line is nobody's going to get me out of here except me moving my butt. Yeah. And I understand that. And I understand wh- how things, but it doesn't really matter because the only thing that matters is what I'm going to do about it. It takes action. Yeah. And, and yet, okay, here, here's, here's the area that most people and by the way i believe there's five steps to achieve these goals of loving life and healthy and improving your career as well and and that includes the essentials of nutrition nutrify and detoxify fortify which also encompasses stem cells uh, hormones um, mitochondrial boosting all the advanced we call them hacks now and then sleep and the fifth being the power of the mind not necessarily in that order because i know that for a client such as you to do these other four things you have to start reprogramming your mind as to the priorities of the the importance of those other four factors well the way i would say it Mm. is here's my hand which finger do i want to admit you to remove right yeah. I don't want you to remove any fingers, right. but, th- but they all work together for a purpose. Yes, yes. So w- when we think in terms of the power of the mind, we're only as good as the programming we allow to go into our mind. So when, when, when I say that, the programming to go into our mind, that means the podcast you listen to, the television news or the bad news you listen to, and I call it the bad news because it's false, fake, bad news, and or the the people you interact with, and onto the activities that you do on a daily basis. Because it is, success is based on not only choosing the right direction, the right route, but also the consistency of choosing the right route, right? So if you're a pilot and you're flying out to Hawaii, you better know the route and you better correct yourself when you're off route. And that's how they get to Hawaii. They, they, if they just went to the direction the plane's going to go, they'd, they'd be lost, Right, they wouldn't ever get to their destination. So the destination has to be very crystal clear. We've made it crystal clear. These are the five, th- four things that that are absolutely essentially important to you personally, and yet the priority to accomplish them. You see, if I were to give you an affirmation and I say, I say, Mr. Ortiz, I want you to start saying the following things to myself. Uh-huh. I'm in shape. I look good. Uh, I I'm in. Um, I'm wealthy. I'm happy. And you know what your critical mind does? It goes. It fights it. It fights it and says that's not true. I'm not it in cri- shape. It's critical. It's, it's critical, critical thinking. So what you have to do is word it so the mind accepts, and that wording is as follows: I am taking steps with my daily exercise, committing to waking up a little bit earlier, even 30 minutes earlier 
to accomplish to accomplish those goals you can shut it off yeah mm-hmm. there you go to accomplish those goals in route to knowing that it's going to take in this case more than 30 days because certainly hormones give you a jump start to get to where you need to go and i'm not opposed to using peptides natural human growth hormone releasers uh nitric oxide balancing out the uric acid levels bringing it down increasing you know the 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 beat intake all these things make sense at the same time in root you have to condition your mind on a daily basis so every night for eight hours my goal is to get eight hours of sleep and the the mind and the body requires about an hour and a half sleep cycles and then sometimes we come out of the cycle and then we wake up and some people wake up and stay up it's premature for most people because you need those sleep cycles to get the full benefit i i, I sleep four to six hours regularly straight mm-hmm. through mm-hmm. and and then i'll wake up and i'll fall asleep uh for um an hour and a half it's funny how because i do try right. my best if i take a nap i try to do it for 90 minutes versus right. anything else mm-hmm. that's uh, but, about right but but for the most part i've tr- conditioned myself because and i what throws me off is because with my business i say the last thing to falls on me so i schedule i i like to schedule myself at those four or five in the morning pickups and i do myself then i won't mm-hmm. give to the other drivers and right and that's what messes up my sleep cycle because i can't go to bed until midnight or 11 30 right but i never have a problem doing that one day out of the week two days out of the week mm-hmm. it's, and, and once i get myself going it's funny mm-hmm. if i sit down i'll fall asleep on the couch right but if i keep something going my energy just keeps going until even if it's 11 o'clock at midnight right and even if i have four or five hours i don't feel bad the next day right so for emotional well-being most people will benefit if back-to-back day after day they're getting that eight hours quality sleep and when stress levels rise it's even more important to 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 make arrangements to to allow your body that time to sleep if i get stressed out it's amazing even though i like getting up it's before seven in the morning i'll sleep until eight yeah and if i don't have nothing to do i it's so easy for me to do yeah i would say i regularly sleep between six and seven hours uh more than that Mm -hmm. i don't i i get i gotta get up Mm-hmm. I just got to get up. Yeah, which is perfectly fine. So on to this. First thing in the morning when you're first waking up, you're in what's called the theta, just barely delta sleep, theta, you're waking up, but you're at a high focus, a high learning state. So that's the time to use programming. We use either BrainTap, which I, should, I recommend. I pull out my glasses and start using them again. And you listen to these these right when you first wake up best time and even if you can't put the glasses on just stuff your phone in and listen to the portion because it's enough even to listen it's enough and so i find that i my best results are for my clients is when they are making that 15 to 18 minute session that they're listening to as part of their schedule now if you really truly want and have the time to do an eight hour sleep session there are tapes now that are literally designed on hypnosis and they're eight hours and i'll I'll give you a few links that i prefer and i find if you like the female voice or the male voice they have like a million views now because people are finding out wow this is great if i wake up prematurely and i know i've got to get through a long stressful day i'm going to go ahead and push that little button even if i get up to use the restroom <laughs> lay down and listen to it you'll be back to sleep 
you know, the funny thing is I bought these CDs 20 years ago. I can't remember his name right now, but he's an Indian uh, guru that created the sounds. And they're very similar to everything that with the glasses, except yeah, yeah. adding the glasses. And I wanted to incorporate them together. Yeah. But I just have to go pull them back out. And I put them, I've, I've been cleaning and putting things away lately. And even with the, I used to listen to Maxwell Maltz, is it? Yeah. Maxwell Maltz, which you know started in the 50s and 60s. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And it's all new stuff, but... Probably the whole thing of all this, it brings it together with everything that you're teaching. Not, not, no, everything that you not only teach, because some things you don't, you just are. You don't really teach them, but you step in here and as you observe and you look mm -hmm. and you pick up. And we talk about, uh, what's her name, uh, with the five-second rule, five, four, three, two, one. We read that book, Mel. Yeah. Mel. Yeah. Mm -hmm. and, and it's funny. Mel so, Robbins. Mel Robbins. So many things. That I'm already, I, I go through all these things and I look at different things. But for whatever reason, I'm where I'm at. The confidence, you're right on. That I have to make that confidence change that affects my subconscious that's, that removes these limits. And, yes. And is a limiting, causing the limiting effect. Right. Because it goes back to it's not making me who I want to be. And who do I want to be? Who I want to be doesn't... Re it's not the fact that I'm not comfortable with myself here, mm -hmm. but I know that I can perform so much better. Right. Yeah. And you mentioned Mel Robbins, which I love her YouTube video. And there's, I think, even a TED Talk by her. There's certainly some audio uh, portions that she's got on a... She's appeared on a few podcasts with Don Miller, who... who talks about story brand and that's where i first heard about her i bought the book i listened to her tapes and then i met daryl wolf uh, at a, con a a cancer conference the truth about cancer and they're going to have me speak at the next next uh, event ty uh is asking me to be one of the next uh, speakers and daryl wolf and i sat down and did an interview and he said you know one of the toxic things of cancer patients is their thinking is stinking stinking it's negative zig ziglar right stinking <laughs> thinking right and so i said so what percentage should you be in your conscious mind in a positive mindset he said well most people are at about 97 percent in a negative mindset and i said okay and he, he he challenged me he said where do you think you're at and i said oh upper 55 60 percent and he looked at me, he said, is that good enough? And I said, you can do better than that? He said, yeah, you should be at 100%. So he raised the bar for me. I'm like, wow. And he said, but here's your mistake. If you take five seconds to change that negative thought, five, four, three, two, one, it's too late. He said, you've got three seconds. He said, Nick, three, change your mind. Two, eat better. One, take action. you got three seconds. So... I upped the bar and I said, okay, I'm going to use this three second. And he wears this little uh, band around his arm and he, 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 he pulls it. I usually have it on, but about 10 or more times a day, I find myself dropping into that old negative mindset that would trigger from someone saying something to me or a relative who knows me, knows my buttons and, or a staff member that just is just pushing me. Right. And I go, okay, three, two, one, boom. And, and make that decision and so getting into that right mindset and then not allowing myself to make the excuse that i don't have time to condition my mind every morning or night while i'm driving en route to you're, a date or something i'm listening to you're, podcasts you're, that you're, are powerful you're, you're probably hitting it the nail right on the head okay. actually you're not probably you're you're hammering it right bang 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 mm -hmm. because the fact is if yeah. i say who am i mm -hmm. i'm gonna say 
well, this is who I love to be. But when, when the pendulum swings, there's no middle ground. It's either hard left or hard right. Yeah. And, and, and it just happens this morning, I argued with my wife. And, and, and the other day with my daughter. And what happens is when I get mad, I tell everybody to fuck off and leave me alone and that they're all stupid. Yeah. Okay. Sure. <laughs> and I'm just saying, but before I do that, I always say, please listen to me what I'm telling you. Then I say, you got to stop it. What you're doing is really bad. Yeah. And then I just throw in the towel and I just say, I come at you. Okay, now this is what you guys wanted. And then they're all like this. <laughs> right. And then I'm saying, and you see, and I do it on purpose because I have total, I have control over it, but I get so angry yeah. that my anger, it doesn't go away in five minutes. It, I'll stay angry for the rest of the day. The only thing that I can tell you that I've done over the, in the for re, rest of my life is that if I go to sleep, I never wake up angry because, mm -hmm. I, you know, I put it to bed before I go to bed. Right. And, right. and I let it go. But it's a fight with me personally because I have to analyze everything and I have to see what can I do better because I want to be a better person than I was yesterday. Right. And, and that's the fight. But mm -hmm. that's exactly right. What's the percentage that you want to be that you're going to accept? And the solution will not find yeah. itself until you refuse to accept what's being thrown at you yes and you don't and i'm just saying yeah well you guys are whatever it doesn't matter because i'm not trying to change anybody i'm just trying to accept everybody well there's only one person you can change and that's yourself that's right that's right, right. but right. that that's why i go back to i'm so big on my little thing right now is i'm trying to recognize where i have impact how my impact is positive and trying to eliminate the negative impact because that's exactly what you're talking about is we still have that power and because of how people look at us and what they're looking at for the solutions, mm -hmm. they don't look at themselves for the solution because I always produce the solution. Right, right. And, so, and, and the solution is only from within. It's not an external uh, choice. And it's, it, it's influenced because it's been proven seven repetitions of listening to a particular program that you want to embrace. Seven, only seven. And ideally, it's consecutive seven days that you can then change over to another program where I'm going to work now on the next seven days on what I'm eating, the next seven days on my exercise, whatever it is. It doesn't take, as we used to believe, 30 days to change a behavior. Actually, according to the, the 21 days, you're saying seven. It's seven days. And according to transformation, uh, Richard Bandler, who influenced all of Tony Robbins' career, I met with him personally and, and had discussions with him. And he said, you know how long it takes to, to change your mind to make a new decision? And I said, I'm thinking, you know, seven days, you know, all that kind of thing. And he goes, no, that instant. quick, instant. The moment you decide, boom, the moment you decide that you're going to make that decision to listen so. to that tape for seven straight days, because you see... You have to let the process work. You can't assume since all these years or days or weeks or months that you haven't done the actions you wanted to do, you've been avoiding the very step that's required, which is the seven-day process, and let the process occur, and it will happen. Jump in the cold water. It doesn't take you more than a second. It, 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 it's going to work. Get, to get covered up in that water, but yet it, does, it, it, takes, it takes you a little longer to want to go back in there every day. Yes, yeah. Hey, Danny, turn on the backlight behind us. So we're, 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 we're so funny. Uh, oh, look at that. It's just funny, but the time doesn't seem to go by. You know, it, right. does, it doesn't really matter, but it seems so valuable and so encouraging. I have to say, it's just been, 
look at that. Give me goosebumps there. Yeah, yeah. But, but it's all good. Yeah, and so so the decision is, here's the beauty of what we're talking about. You 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 actually know what you need to do. You know from listening, from studying, not just from I, me. I have but, no excuse. Yeah. I have no excuse. And you are now empowered, and I'm giving you that opportunity to acknowledge that you have that power to... And it's not a willpower decision. Willpower is very difficult. No, no. Willpower is like, I, I see that... I, that I, I just need a little bit of guidance, Yeah, and I just need to follow it. That's all. Yeah. Because that, that's what you hear. I already know more than anything but more than anything you're you're edifying me you're edifying my soul just feeding me feeding me mm -hmm. saying again it's not even i already know i already believe in myself right right it's just a matter of you just pushing me over that edge and finding that solution and and going back to what if you if you want to believe and if you accept the fact mm -hmm. that it wasn't an accident that you answered the phone when i called and it was just it just made me laugh and say whoa 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 yeah you even recognize my voice I'm like i try and disguise it sometimes yeah, like, yeah, oh. Yeah. i said oh i said okay this is nick and, yeah, and i said am i right yeah 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 but but there's no accidents no, i no. believe in there's no accidents sure. i believe there's a reason for everything mm -hmm. and more for anything is that's the humility and the grace of god that we accept mm -hmm. and the fact is god wants me to be healthy yeah you you've given your life to helping people be healthy sure and but, happy well, it's a big part of it. Because someone could be look healthy. They can be in shape. Yeah. But the thoughts, they haven't worked on. Mm. But, but, right? But you nailed it. With mm -hmm. We went through this whole thing. Let's just yep. say it, it's not a song and dance. It's a real thing. Yep. But it comes out as a song and dance. Mm -hmm. Because what are we coming down to? You have to nail it to say that it's, it's, you said, now Mal says it's five seconds. This other doctor says it's three seconds. But the truth of the reality, it's no seconds. It's instant. It's just you make that decision. Instantly make the decision. Mm -hmm. and, and 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 when you said that, I was gonna say instant. It my gut feeling is that's mm -hmm. what it is. There's it, no need to wait. Right, 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 right. There's just an action required. And mm -hmm. and are you gonna puss out or are you gonna <laughs> right. do it? Right. If I'm going against a formidable foe. And it's, it's my decision that I'm taking on the world's strongest strength endurance champion in history. Or I'm going to do something that's out of my boundary of comfort. I could easily take on uh, curl and press and, and curling and, and you know challenge virtually anyone in the country, if not the world, and hold my own even at my age. But that doesn't interest me because I've already done it. I've accomplished it. I, I set a record that no humans ever exceeded to this date, except for my training partner, Tim Nash, who's matched. Uh, it'd be interesting if we both went up head-to-head -head on, on a day, on a good Sunday, and we go out and pull up the dumbbells. Someone's going to win. Whoever's got the steely mental determination is going to win between us because we both have the physicality. He's years younger than me, but he's up against someone who does not accept less than my full performance. Yet... The difference is what you brought up, and I'm gonna I'm gonna challenge you with this. I do preparation. And now I don't. Now 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 here here let, let me lead lead yes. to you something. My team here, including when you meet Kyle downstairs, who's a, a jujitsu champion, tenth planet. He he's 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 great at what he does. Uh, Danny, who hits the gym. I don't know how. Danny, how old are you, Danny? Yeah. Huh. Thirty. Thirty. I, I'm sixty-five, going on sixty-six in January. He's less than half my age, right? 
He's, Almost half my And age. he's got that East European pride and strength and determination of, I'm not going to give up. I'm not going to lose. That I, I see that in his work ethic. That's how he is. I mean, I, I hit it right on the nose. I know, I know he knows. I mean, there's no doubt. I, I see it. He, he may not know that I acknowledge it because I rarely give praise. I'm, I'm a little tough, kind of like Dorkowski, my winningest coach I ever played for, where we went undefeated every game against teams superior to us. But we beat every team. And he... He did not praise less than superior performance. But he was on your butt if you were dogging it. He saw if you were dogging. He was he was yelling at you and in your face, you know, through the face mask, grabbed that helmet, looking you in the face, said, You dropped that ball. Why'd you drop the ball? And it's like it crossed your mind, like, yeah, I guess I guess I took my mind off the ball for a moment and I never dropped it again, ever. It was like the ball, I was out in the flat, I caught that ball. You know, a guy was going to hit me in the back, didn't matter, I'm going to catch that ball. Or if a guy was coming in my region, I was a linebacker, I'm going to hit that guy so hard, he's going to not want to come into my region again. Whittier High School, we were playing against him and a guy came across my middle range and I just hit that guy with everything I had. And it, it was the turning point for the team because they saw me hit him so hard and the guy was like, you know, he was toast. But it was my intensity and my belief that even though I was smaller than most of the guys, I, I came out to, to play. So we started a, a pull-up competition, right? Pull-ups. I'm like, it's out of my range of... of you know, what I normally do, but I never forgot. I was at Balboa uh, Park where, where you cross the, uh, on one of those little boats, right? The car, you pull it up and you yeah. cross. But right before there's a park to the right and it's, there's pull-up bars and, mm -hmm. and a basketball hoop. And a bunch of young guys were out there shooting hoops and they were doing pull-ups. And I see one guy at a time doing pull-ups and they'd count them out and everything. They said, hey guys, can I mix in? A bunch of young college stud guys and they go yeah well man jump in I, I heard the old man you know i heard it you know i i got it real clear i looked the guy in the eye i said okay and and i got my turn and i started doing pull-ups after 44 pull-ups they started looking at me like whoa dude where did you come from what is that what do you what in the heck i toasted every one of them right 44 is a heck of a lot you said your best was in the 40s right that's 40, a 40 that is a lot of pull-ups okay yeah. but then you know what happened i was listening to a podcast and this guy dave grogan had done some four thousand pull-ups and he shows a picture of his hands and they're they're ripped you know from because he didn't even wear gloves and they were just literally blood torn after yeah. doing four thousand so i looked up how he did it and I noticed that he takes breaks between his pull-ups. So they do, you know, like every minute they do a certain number of pull-ups. They had some criteria of how they did it during a certain number of hours. So I said, okay, when I first attempted to break the curl and press record, I had to think through how did he break that record? And there was no way in, in human possibility I could break his record at the pace he was going with curl and presses of dumbbells overhead one at a time. But one of my coaches said, wait a minute. Two with their arms. Alternate. Two at a time. Do two at a time. He said. He said it's extreme. No one's ever done it. It's going to tax your cardio like nothing has ever taxed anyone. But you're going to use ice towels on your feet to keep your body cool. You're going to keep your body cool down with the team spraying you down. You're going to have a doctor monitor your heart rate, which was averaging 200 beats a minute during the entire one hour. And you're, we're going to figure out how to feed you watermelon juice with power and speed. My incredible product that you know just takes me to this whole new level. And 
the thing I didn't anticipate, A, I was breathing so heavy, I couldn't take in water or, or fluids without coughing it up because it was like a steel pipe of air coming in and out. And I learned to breathe through my nose because breathing through the nose engages nitric oxide instead of through the mouth. So I was just doing everything possible. I had a Russian coach. I had all these guys, you know, that we planned. We planned for a long time. And every night, I'd go to sleep early because there's that window where you optimize your hormone levels. And at 12 midnight, I'd go out inspiration point with my dumbbells, look up at the, at the moon and start lifting for an hour. And I would, I would lift at world record pace every night, but I would be within 100 lifts of breaking the record. And I told my team, I can't do it. What if I'm off on that day and I fall short? Because some days I was 100 less, not 100 lifts above, right? And they said... Bob Delmatique, he, he called me up. Um, there's a picture of him right here, right? For those of you who, who, who haven't seen uh, Bob Delmatique, here's a picture of him in the middle at age 80. Wow. Have you seen this before? No. The man is 80 years old in well, that I, picture. I've, se I've seen the man, but I didn't know that either. Yeah. Did, I, you didn't know how old he was, yeah? No, I've just seen his face before, but I didn't even know his name. I was yeah. his coach, and he would call me up, and I would put him you know, through nutritional things he knew everything about lifting he was ray wilson's personal friend and jack with so, bob delmatique so he said nick i see you breaking the record and it was the the night that all the orange county fires were going on and they said friends were calling up don't do it you're going to ruin your lungs the the smoke's going to come in. bob called me up and said forget that you i you see you do it. breaking the record and then the night of we had only practiced for a week of doing doubles and I was ready. I didn't know how many I could do, but I had a pacer counting my numbers with a girl off, off camera, gorgeous Latin girl, looking at me in the eyes and nodding her head as I was lifting, you know, and pacing me with styrofoam, nothing, you know, but, but to show me how fast I had to go. I didn't know that the, the, the timer that he had overclocked me. I, I was just keeping up with what I was told I had to do to break the record because I couldn't sit there and count mentally. You know, no, my because team was, you beat yourself, you're self-defeating. Yeah, and I broke the record by 10,000 pounds. And that's why that record still stands to this day because I had gone far beyond any human's... Preparation. Preparation, but also with zero doubt, 100% commitment, I would do it. So when you make a commitment and you say, for seven days, I'm going to listen to these tapes. For seven days, I'm going to let, not willpower, but let the process occur. And for seven days, I'm going to ingrain that thought, even if you replay this part of the tape. You're right. When my daughter, it was easy. You saw my face when I came in here and you said, I'm going to help you. And then when I came back, you, saw, you, showed, me, you showed me when the blood and everything else, what commitment does. There's results. Yes. That followed through with that. Yes. And that's why I say there's absolutely no excuse. The only thing that I constantly do, and it goes back to say, saying, I'm, I'm not going to, I'm going to have to incorporate in the, my own little thing and saying, I'm not going to allow anybody to get in my way. Yeah. Because. In fact, what you, here's use these I'm going to rationalize. I'm going to have that's, anyone who approaches me to detract me from my goal, to use whatever they say to motivate me even more to accomplish my goal. Well, the, the one thing that I have to tell you, and I'll, and I'll go back to, and we talked about this a little bit, but then you said, we'll talk about it another day. And then, of course, we never brought that other day over the years. Mm -hmm. But it goes back to, I've turned my relationship with my wife, is, in so many ways, it's terrible. It's, it has had so many issues. 
But every single time that she brings up her points and she gets emotional and she makes all these points, they've helped me. And if, sure. I look, if I look back, I wouldn't have the strength that I have today if I didn't see following that through. And if I was to say, you know, I told her 18 years ago, I looked at her and I said, I want a divorce. This is done. I'm so done. You have no idea. But when I saw it, it broke her heart, and I saw all the things, and I'm just like, say, I'm an asshole. I can't do this. Yeah. And I realized that I love my wife, but, but see, M Mal uh, Robbins also, Mel Robbins. she talks about, that ain't love. Mm -hmm. She says, that ain't love. Mm -hmm. you know, but, this, but the thing is that it creates a self-love, and you get benefits from everything, just fighting through things. And then now, where am I at? I, now I can see all the things that she hates about herself, all the things that self, all these problems that I've overcome different, not necessarily will I say and give her all credit and say, I'll give her some credit because it's forces me to self-reflect. It's forces me to look. Um, two years ago, I wanted a divorce. So I wanted a divorce so bad that I just, I was trying to figure out in my mind the, uh, to validate the reasons for a divorce. Okay. But at the end of the day, what came about that is I found out that it's not what I blamed her for. It's what I'm, blaming me subconsciously and how I'm looking at the solutions. And I just said, I stopped fighting with myself. And I said, I don't want a divorce because the fact is, regardless of all the problems we have, I have an attachment and the things that I'm attached to have you in it. So you're a part of my life. I accept that. Now, boom, let's move forward. And we go and we go forward. And now I'm like, okay, I ran out of those things and I'm looking at and that's the whole thing with the, just going back to this program. It took me no hesitation to buy into the program for, with Tony Robbins and mm -hmm. Dean Graciosi mm -hmm. and all these things. I'm just not motivated like everybody else, but I'm dissecting everything and I'm participating. Mm -hmm. And because I'm participating, I am learning regularly and things in me are just starting to click a little bit, change a little bit. And they're just adjustments because what I, what I need is adjustments. I already have a lot of the knowledge. I already have a lot of the resources. I have a lot of the willpower. But also, the probably the biggest thing is I don't. I I I I have like little. If you want to look at uh, what is it? Our heart grows the, the veins for for getting more. Mm -hmm. The little veins that reach out farther out beyond you. Mm -hmm. And I'm gonna say it's like it reaches out to you, and I'm mm -hmm. connected here. But my inner circle, there's nobody like me within my inner circle. It's me. And everybody else has their own issues. And the only benefit is that I can help them, encourage them, and keep them going. Does that make sense? It, it does. And, and you, you bring up a point. What you have to recognize is that love is unconditional. And what you've stated is, is very clear. And that is that, look, you know, you're not in perfect shape. You know, you're judging your partner. You've been together, you know, 30-some, going on 30-plus years, right? Yeah, 34 years. 34 years. And you know maybe the behavior the actions aren't always consistent with what you believe are necessary but the reality is love is unconditional particularly with family because you have a family you have a child that's your child i have three children <laughs> right you have that those three children i have five children two grandchildren and there's times that their behavior is not up to standard that i feel is is reasonable i dislike right? the behavior but i love the person correct and the big turning point for me to deal with my children was reading Wayne Dyer's book, What You've Always Wanted for Your Kids. And I had to listen. I love Audible books, so I listen to it because, you know, I'm always doing something, right? And it, 
it helped me to change my parent, parenting approach. And I'm glad I, I studied it because if I hadn't, I would have, how shall I say, tried to bully my kids into doing things I didn't want them to do uh, or that I wanted them to do, excuse me. And, and yet they knew through authoritarian audible yeah that that i was bullying them <laughs> yeah I, I i think i've listened to like you and and you're a big fan of audible books and i probably listen to a book at least every other day get get through a book you know every three days so through that process having read you know let's say 150 books every year and all these books and more you know just going through it it can really help change a person but you know, any book or any bit of information, there's a point where you, you finally decide you have to take action, which brings me back full circle to an open loop, which is a common thing that Tony Robbins knows to do and people don't understand open loops. But in the up, sub, subconscious mind, I opened up a window in your mind and, and then later in the conversation, which in our case, years later, we came back to a conversation. But that conversation is that the educators that I talked about knew exactly what they should do to, to, to accomplish the goals. They knew that they should eat this way, they should exercise, but they didn't do it years later. But the people who did were the ones every week, the food demonstrators who actually had to prepare the foods, show how the recipes were done, you know, straight from my original cookbook, you know, how, how, to, how to look great and feel sexy, which Tony Robbins himself used in his own home and even at uh, uh, Master University. And then the, the, the newer book, Simply Healthy Cookbook. What I like about this book is it has all the how-to things that the teachers taught you how to use the food grinder or the breville oven or all the little techniques that made it practical and enjoyable i mean i love cooking for me it's like a stress reducer and i've never in my life grown a garden of fruits and vegetables in my whole life mainly because maybe i thought that a it was challenging i always told myself i didn't have a green thumb but i had a friend help me set up the garden get it started and one thing she said is keep watering and i like Okay, because they usually have water systems for good gardens, but I'm the water, and I kept thinking. So every day I kept watering, and all of a sudden it just, it just grew to life, like these plants and these peppers and these tomatoes. And they're alive. And it's just amazing. So now when I come into work, the time it takes me to do a uh, someone like else your to make watermelon and someone else to, to to make uh, coffee or whatever, I have my 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 USC bag filled with fresh fruits and vegetables and beans and things, many of which are from my garden. So I have a certain pride now about that. I'm like, oh yeah, I, I grew that, and it tastes better. Maybe it's psychological. It tastes better. Maybe it does. Maybe it doesn't. Well, it, I don't know. It does because it it, it adds your it, your personal touch to it. Yeah, and that's a, that's again where I showed you my garden, our garden. Yeah, and I can see the pride beaming in you. Here's my garden, and, and I feel that way now too. Before I would have thought, mm, yeah, yeah. So what? Well, you, you know, you can't deny that it's alive. Oh, it's it's amazing. And what are we trying to do? We're just adding life to us. So so I went and I got these gluten free um, tortillas. Tortillas. They're they're literally made with uh, garbanzo beans, potatoes, and cassava. I don't know if you've ever tried them, but they're they're good. I heat them up, and what I do is, and, and by the way, you know, I, I've got I've got some some fresh apples. I always there carry you know. some fruit. Yeah, um, do you ever eat guavas? Yes, I go to the farmers market every Sunday morning in Newport Beach, and and they all set up by seven thirty in the morning. And I take three oversized bags, and I buy up all kinds of organic fresh fruits and vegetables every day, uh, every Sunday. That is, this Sunday I didn't go. 
and I usually go right next door to Charlie, Charlie's Chili and I buy a gallon. That you can get vegetarian Charlie's Chili's there beans, which which you, they do without oil. They have peppers and mushrooms and do you so like hot good. Chili or do you like regular chili? I love both. And you know what? Uh, Dr. Joel Furman wrote a book, and he he's on my shelf here somewhere. But he he talks about what what's called, and here's one of his books. He, he's and a good diabetes. friend. The end to diabetes. He, he, I don't think he's got a book about cancer. Yeah, no, he talked in his PBS special about cancer, and he uses the acronym G bombs. What does that stand for? G bombs. G is greens. Uh, B for uh, beans. Uh, actually, the first B is for berries, uh, and and then he goes into O is for onions and garlic, scallions. I have scallions growing and onions in my garden, and um, M for mushrooms, and and B you know because the beans and the berries, and S for seeds and nuts and things. So so every day I incorporate those, and I also went to a planet. Um, it's a fast food drive-through, and I, I bought this holy guacamole, guacamole. Uh, black bean uh, burger. And although one of my kids says he doesn't care for it, you know, compared to traditional stuff, but it's, you know, it's... Uh, it looks like a real burger. Looks. Have you ever tried it? No. Yeah. yeah it, uh, I'll let you have a... I'll slice up some right. for you. And check this out, right? Your, so here is... Here, here's actually a, a, a mushroom taco, right? I've got underneath, uh, what do I got going on here? I forgot what I packed this morning. I had so many different things. I had, I had oh, I know. I had leftovers from, here, I'm going to, I should have my spoon here. Mm, mm, that tastes good. There's some uh, avocado in there. Um, this has got some brown rice. It's got a lot of mushrooms and things. Yeah, so that's, you know, good little mix. And I, I, I like it that these little, containers uh pyrex fit perfectly on top of each other into yeah they did they just fit right in I, so so i've got this old little organized thing and then here is my Look pressure like cooker uh crock pot multi beans black eyed peas today with um pinto beans and black beans will you eat that whole thing not not in one sitting okay but <laughs> i i will in the course of the day because it, this might be my breakfast lunch and dinner uh -huh. I'm gonna I'm gonna make my own uh, burritos with this, and I'm gonna get some greens and and th and throw that in. So I never have an excuse of not eating healthy, and I'm probably this is the most yeah, consistent thing I've ever done right, right in my now life. It's funny because I would just say I would add the nopales to them. Oh, funny! It'd be great. That would be awesome. Yeah, I'm gonna I'm gonna add them in. I have some nopales in a jar at home, and so. It, and look at how it all fits. Look at that. Yeah, it just, it just, just, it just all fits but, in. But it's a desire that you have. That's that something you're going to do, and you're getting used to it. So. It, it takes me an extra, you know, maybe twenty minutes to throw the whole thing together and, and pull it right out of the refrigerator. Well, one of the the first book you told me to read mm -hmm. was the the one about the Indians that uh, Karma that Indians. Yeah, yeah. The, that that book mm -hmm. and the fact that uh, in that book it says to eat like a poor man. I mm -hmm. believe it's either that or either you told me, and I'm, I'm mixing it up now. Mm -hmm. But you eat the beans, the rice, and, and what they ate is they had that little uh, thing that they'd make with the seeds. I'll just wait. Wow. Oh, I'm going to look at this real fast and
So they, they would make this thing out of pine nuts, and that and it, and you eat a lot of they'd eat a lot of pine nuts, and they'd get a lot of energy from the night from the nuts. Yeah, and and this this particular dish I, I picked up uh, Catalina Fish Kitchen. Of, uh, I I ordered a vegetable dish, so it's got my um, you can see broccoli, squash, peppers, cauliflower, and chili. Definitely, I love the chili some lemon what did i leave out i think that's that's and, and it's flavored good it's good and and i poured a bunch of uh, sauces on it on the earlier version i ate this morning because because of that uh back then when i start when i eat a salad i don't use the conventional salad dressings i use green chili very chile good. verde oh. and 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 that's what i, I, used I prefer since. the green too and it's just amazing how good it makes it and how different with so many things but again there's been a little bit changes, nothing drastic, and again, we were you were you were going to resorting out to my my challenge. Actually, we didn't we we didn't get to my challenge other than you know to to accept I guess what the changes need to come. Yes, and, and I wanted to say that uh, earlier in a show I did last week with Kyle, "Fit at Any Age" by uh, Lee Haney. He he was a Mr. Olympiad. I think it was eight times in a row. Mm -hmm. Uh, only Dorian Yates defeated him near, at one point, and he, he talked, I interviewed him personally, and he talked about consuming 500 grams of complex carbohydrates a day. And he only consumes between 65 and 80 grams of protein a day. I, my, my, mis, my misquote was he was eating 80 grams of protein per meal, and that's not what he said in his book. I had to actually look it up because I questioned myself. Is it, is it literally that little? See what it says here? 20 to 40, uh, what does it say? 20 to 30 grams per, per, uh, per serving for, for the average person. average person. Mr. Olympiad would take in 40 to 75 total grams per day is all that's needed of, of protein. That shatters the myth that every bodybuilder has. Yeah. And yet, who's accomplished more and looked more in, in better shape? And he rarely would... He'd come in in contest shape without starving and going to zero carbohydrates like a lot of these guys. He said, I need carbohydrates, A, for the energy, but B, for the protein sparing effect because the carbohydrates are used for energy to, to build and the protein then goes to build muscle. Yeah. You, you touched on two subjects that one of them that uh, Tim Grover had mentioned, and that's mm -hmm. detox. Yes. The body. And I think that that's probably coming to detoxes from the sugars that we have. and we and Sugars and oils. Always include oils because oils are processed. Mm -hmm. Well, you've always spoken of oils, and the most important thing that I've done everything I can is not to fry anything in oil because that's where you get the most damage. And you mentioned uh, oil-free salad dressings. I mean, using yeah, salsa yeah. instead, which is yeah, yeah. a great, great, great alternative. But also, but regular little bit of olive oil on top of it, or if I have some bread or toast, then yeah. I put a little olive oil in it, regular. That's, right. I like that. Right. Uh, have, have you heard of eyes open hypnosis? No. You can actually read scripts, which I use, and these scripts I've, I have as part of our, our 
VIP coaching program. But I, I issue the scripts based on each individual's goals. So you read these scripts literally with your eyes open, but you have to be fully attentive reading them with enthusiasm, adding some energy into it and visualization. If you're saying, hey, I'm going out for a walk or a run, you see yourself running or walking. And by adding that feeling, that experience, that full visual because we're, you know, we're auditory, kinesthetic, and, and visual, as Tony Robbins talks about, and, and the, the, the work of uh, several NLP experts. And, and when, you, when you think about the process, it's so real. It becomes real. And just like Michael Jordan, they did experiments where they had basketball shooters visualize shooting the shot perfectly and those getting out in the court shooting and those not shooting. So, so we talk about lack of preparation. Yes, so when everybody else was training and I had other things to do when I'd be in my car or I'd be uh -huh. somewhere else yeah. and I'd have some moments to myself, mm -hmm. I visualized myself practicing my jujitsu and, and winning, doing different things. Mm -hmm. And it's funny because of that, it, it gave me my confidence and I was able to do so good. Mm -hmm. Thus, lacking the same preparation that the other individuals yeah. took. Obviously, physically, I can tell you I felt the difference of the guys that were prepared and really, really worked hard. Sure. Because their intensity was so much higher. Mm. But thus, why I said I was, I'm a defensive fighter. The moment I turned it around on them, they were just, every single, every single fight I had, mm -hmm. I did the same thing. I turned it around on them with a move that they didn't expect. Right. Because the, the difference between me and, and everybody else is I'm much more open than they are. They're right. like this. They're the racehorses with the <clears throat> blinders on. And, and I'm going to touch my thing where when I played high school football, I only played high school football. I was a linebacker my senior year. Uh huh. And my first three games, I had 51 tackles. And, oh, that's amazing. And, but every single game that I played my, that year and my junior year, I knocked somebody out yeah. when I hit them. Yeah. And you can see, if I didn't knock the wind out of them, I knocked <laughs> right. them out and they didn't get up very quickly right. because I had so much intensity when I had sure. the impact. And I also had training that other people didn't have when it come to hitting people yeah. in the center. I have that center because of the martial arts. Yeah. So, yeah. so I, I had that. But it's funny because the, the, the reason that I, I only had those first thir three games because somebody in the fourth game clipped me Oh. speared my ankle and and if it would have broken my ankle it would have been much better than if that it was a sprain was so bad yeah and i still played the rest of the i missed two games three games two games and i still played even though i was injured but i was one of the guys that played both ways i was i played in every play mm -hmm. but i was smaller than everybody yep the only difference is I, the intensity was right. always much higher right when it was only game day it was never practice mm -hmm. it was only game day that i would just be the crazy person would come out and yeah and i was focused in my little zone yeah but it comes back to it's who we are yeah. you can't change who we are but finding that out and accepting that with all the flaws and also the other thing that i wanted to say that this i really love this of this guy tim grover when um what's his name uh, the best golfer black guy tiger woods tiger woods when yeah. he got caught uh saying he cheated and all these things, his life would have been so much better if he would have just said, that's between me and my wife, it's personal, yeah. and it's my business, so you guys can go jump in a lake because it's what I did. Right. That, that to me has been more of a life-changing thing because we just have to accept certain things 
and go from there. Right. And therefore, that puts us where we're at today. And, and that's where our conversation has been nothing short of phenomenal, I, I feel. Look at We're here past a couple hours, and I only wanted to spend 30 minutes. <laughs> well, you, you know, I think that people listening, namely yourself, when you replay it, it's kind of a, a, raw, a walk through your entire life. So, so the question would be, why would you go to a coach who has 43 years experience, who's gone through challenges himself, who's overcome those challenges, and then even went to world record levels, and then work with some of the greatest, you know, on the planet, you know, not just Tony Robbins, Mark Victor Hansen, Ty Lopez. I mean, the list, Bob Whelan. I mean, these guys are beyond inspirational. Even to me, I'm like, God, well, look I, at what they've accomplished. Can I answer that question? Yeah. First of all, I like you. Second of all, yeah. I believe in you. Mm -hmm. And third of all, it's the one thing that you can say that nobody else has said that will give me that impact that I'm looking for. Right. And, and, and I see in you, like when... Bob Delman T called me up that one night, just the night before I was going to perform in front of an audience and, and attempt at that time, in my mind, break a world record. There was no doubt I was going to break that world record. There was doubt about the number of lifts because of this weird thing of I was only within 100 pounds of breaking it. But he, he instilled in me. And, he, and even though I was his coach, he at that time I needed to hear that because everyone else was saying, you can't do it. It's just don't do it. Don't try it. It's, and if I hadn't, that next week, I was on a world tour for, for a full year. I circled around to countries around the world, and I ended up getting sick in China. I ate something, who knows what, and, and it was you know pretty – I was set back, and I wasn't training. If, if I'd come back to even attempt to break the record at that time, I don't think I would have done it. I don't know that in my life I would have found the time – you know, the effort, the energy to do it again. And since I had done it, it was one of those things where, wow, I look back and I say, I broke that record. And more than that, when I was in Pop Warner, I had to make weigh-ins from 155 pounds Pop Warner and, and weigh in at 115. I got down to 112 running five miles a night after practice and eating one egg a night, not knowing about, you know, diet and everything. And I made up my mind to never go on a diet in my life. And so to then come back full circle and be a guy, a nutrition you know, coach about diet and health. And, you know, for me, I don't consider this a diet. It's a way of life for me. It's I enjoy it. I'm never hungry. I'm never starved, but I do know how to titrate. I'm going to instill that in you in a hypnotic session. Are you open to hypnosis? Are you? I'm open to anything. I, whether how it how it affects me, I have no idea. Yeah. The, outcome. the 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 beauty of hypnosis and timeline therapy is you're not necessarily in an altered state. You're in a theta state, an accepting and an awareness. So during this entire time. I've been slipping in certain things timely based on our conversation that will be memorable to your subconscious mind to go, I remember that part of the conversation and that's when I'm going to, what we say is lean into it. Les Brown talks about it. When the tough, when it gets real tough, that's the time you lean into it and you don't take no for an answer from yourself. Other people, they can say no and they have that right. But when you 
come to the drive-thru or you come to the restaurant or you come to in the morning when you're planning to prepare your meals for the day, you will then make an affirmative decision in your best interest because you love and care about yourself enough that you'll be a role model to your wife, to your daughters, three, to your future possibly grandchildren as I am thrilled to have grandchildren now a year and a year and a half and they laugh and we laugh we get on the floor and do yoga and everyone you know says pop pops arrived I mean it's just a beautiful feeling right yeah. and, and it's funny because I could hear Les Brown saying there's somebody great inside of you yeah yeah and and and, and the, the the great thing about it is you and I have a lot of similar inspirational teachers and the only thing I see is holding you back is you're listening to an inner voice that I'm not ready or I'm not prepared or others are holding me back. And the reality is there's only one person that needs to be convinced, right? <laughs> and that person is ready to step forward. And now that that person is ready to step forward and since you acknowledge that that's the person, your timing is perfect because there was a, a, a medical doctor named Milton Erickson and he would do hypnosis during his sessions without the clients really recognizing they were in a hypnotic state. It's kind of like that timeless thing where you said, we've been talking for two hours, but it seems like 10 minutes. I mean, to me, I don't know about you, but yeah, it's, it's, it's actually, been, we haven't slowed down. We haven't, <laughs> we have just been going back and forth, mm -hmm. but more than anything, it's, I don't hear my wife saying, shut up, let him go now. <laughs> yeah. And, and the fact is you're not saying that's enough. We got to go yeah. do something else. So I said, well, if you make time for me, I, I'm definitely gonna, not yeah. going to leave. Yeah. So the, the final thing that I'm going to impart upon you is something that you can go to the end of the tape if you will and listen to at least seven consecutive times because that's the magic number it turns out from clinical research it wasn't six it wasn't five it wasn't three it was seven and it didn't require eight or nine but seven and somewhere in there it it becomes if you fall off the wagon as we say you just go back and you listen again if i was to say it really comes back to you got to own it you got to yeah. eat your pie right so for myself, even I could make the excuse, and eh, Nick, you're turning 66 this year. What are you doing competing with young bucks and, and doing pull-ups again? And yeah, I, I'm up to the reader board. You look down, I'm up to 15 where my personal best was 44. And I started. The difference is I took the, I had the guts to step out of my comfort zone and go into an athletic endeavor that's out of my, my skill set. Well, for, for what they say, but the fact is that every time you step in there with a youngster mm -hmm. that just looks at you and says, what, do, what are you doing, old man? Why, yep. are, why are you here? You don't belong here. Yeah. And then they... Then that they, fuels me. They, then, <laughs> like, look they, at them like... Then they have a rude awakening yeah. and just says, you know, you, you just can't think that way, which right. is, you, they don't know it. Mm -hmm. As much as they're doing you a favor by challenging you, yeah. you're doing them a favor by kicking their ass. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, exactly, <laughs> exactly. And, and like I said, I said you guys know you're we're at we're within two pull-ups of each other, chin-ups, pull-ups of each other, and on any given day we're within two right now because we keep competing, you know, periodically every three days or so. But we're doing pull-ups independently, right? They don't know how many I'm doing. I can guess how many pull-ups they're working on, but they have no clue of what I'm willing to do to go beyond, and you know, no, what my personal does. best is, right? And, and that's that's where that's where you separate. We could say the men from the boys, the su successful from the unsuccessful. Honestly, right there when you say that, and you mm -hmm. ask me, 
do am i open to this yeah and that's why i say yes because the fact is that we don't know what our best is until we're pushed that hard to be our best or when somebody else matches our level of enthusiasm with our level of training and preparation yeah and, and I think that this generation has been done a disservice in patting them on the back no matter what their performance is, when in reality, you need to acknowledge there is a level of excellence. And we see it in the Olympics, we appreciate when we see it, but we also see when people give up. Nothing beats, makes you better than a good-ass whooping. <laughs> and a good old-fashioned, you little wuss, what the hell's wrong with you? Get off your ass and move it. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> Yeah, I was going against uh, Arcadia, um, the high school team there, and there was a guy destined to play for pro football. And I was a linebacker that year for the Royal Knights, and I just remember coming around the middle to to you know get past him to make make a hit. And I remember that guy tearing into me. That that he was a big monster of a tackle, and he he gave me an ass whooping. And I thought, wow, that's what power and skill, you know what you're up against and i remember going to usc and thinking i'd love to do a be a walk-on and and play for the team because i I got a scholastic scholarship and then i saw booker brown coming down all 300 pounds and his arm bigger than my legs and i'm like god i can imagine if that man hit me with full force and i thought i don't want to imagine that i don't think so you know and even though i had a neck injury my high school um you know year um and i you know i stopped playing and i i'd get into some pickup games and stuff because i love the game but uh you know there's a point where you 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 let go of the game because the game of life's more important and at some point you decide am i am i my self-worth based on my ability to play football or my ability to to step into any arena that i'm needed or that i feel i'm deserved that i should be in but the best thing is that 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 game there that you gave your whole heart and you love to play mm-hmm. served as a as a as a, a resource for future things because of what how you played it yeah and and i i say i always say i like baseball a lot more but the problem is i played football a lot better because it used my aggression it used my anger yep. to benefit me yeah and yep. i was able to form a technique that benefited me when i played it what position did you play baseball baseball i would play catcher first base because i wasn't much of a yeah i, I was a pitcher I, I was yeah. the slowest running guy on my growing up. I ran slower than anybody. They called me Woody because they said I ran funny. <laughs> yeah. but, but the funny thing is it doesn't really matter because, you know, I always tell people, I said, you know, I always got, I, my, some of my friends were the M, MVPs, but I always got best, most improved because the only thing I would ever do that nobody else would do is I'd stop the ball with my head, my hands, my body. It didn't matter. That yeah. ball was going to stop. And, yeah. and they would laugh at me because, mm-hmm. you know, how could anybody be so stupid to put their, their whole body and let the ball hit them? It was a hard ball. Yeah. Yeah. And, and, and no, but usually you learn, you learn to put that glove right in front. You get hit a couple of times. You don't have to get hit again. <laughs> I know. You put that glove in front. It's a hard ball. They call it a hard ball for a so, reason. So, but, yeah. but, but it was taught me things to mm-hmm. be a little tougher, mm-hmm. to be a little more, uh, how do you mm-hmm. say, durable. And it goes mm-hmm. back to nobody ever said, oh, you shouldn't do that. Right. They, they just said, you're stupid. Right. And I said, I'm not stupid. The ball's in front of me. I'm not chasing it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, now that I've seen your blood, I, I know your history, I know your goals, I know your motivation, I'll, when we go downstairs, I'll outline a series of supplemental products that I think will help you to 
optimize your growth hormone, your testosterone, your DHEA, your pregnenolin, various hormones that people may or may not fully appreciate. But as part of the aging process, you know, I have to make it my life to understand how the interaction in my 50, 60, 70, 80, 90 year old clients down to my 10 year olds. I mean, everyone appreciates that hormones play a role in the quality of our life. What we don't realize is we can improve them. We can improve them to optimize them to be that of a I like to keep my hormones, as we were mentioning earlier before I think we pushed the record button, of that of a 20, 22-year-old because I like to function and act and perform like a 22-year-old. I, I don't see myself as a 65-plus, you know, I don't. And for those who, you know, read Daniel Amos' work, uh, change, your, change your brain, change, change your life, you know, you it all starts with the quality of the supplements and nutrients that absorb into your brain, how you sleep, how, how you avoid substances, right? And, 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 and nurture not just the brain, but every cell of the body. I, I describe you as a modern-day Jack LaLanne. Yeah. In that sense, that, but the fact is that you're the benchmark. You are not. You're, you're telling people, mm -hmm. I'm not just, you're, you look at me and say, I'm not going to describe you. I'm, I'm fit. I can do all these things that you think you can't do. And the only one stopping you from doing anything is you. Yeah, yeah. And, that's, and that is not something, that's, that's who you are. That's what screams out. And that's where, that's why I'm sitting here. Yeah. And, and, and Jack, who I knew personally, and, and Bob Delmatique, his really personal close friend, and Ray Wilson, who put Jack in a place of being, you know, successful in his career, of course, and, and both, both in his marriage and his relationship, in his, in his business life and his health. I mean, those got to be the three most important, you know, and however you ascribe to spirituality. But I remember Jack once saying, you know, you know, every decade when I was 60, I did this particular. When I was 70, by the time I was 80, you know, the best I could do was jump in the bathtub and pull my wife across the, the bathtub. You know, it was, you know, he, he made these jokes, but you could appreciate, you know, the fact that every morning at four or five in the morning, he got up, whether he vomited or not. I mean, he talked about times he just was not not really in the best of a place to to work out and and he'd get he would get that workout in and i i thought to myself said wow what what dedication what discipline what what honoring of himself to to step off you know in arena not only to motivate you know the country you know because he was at one point i think the longest tv show you know in 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 uh, long in duration of, of longevity for for a, a show uh and his wife, when you heard her speak, how much she loved him and how much he loved her, you, you could just feel the love just in their voice, but right, go, and how they looked at each other. But what you're talking about really is a level of commitment that nobody else knows. Yeah. Very few people know. Yeah. Same thing with your where you are today. Mm -hmm. It's a level of commitment that nobody else knows. Like nobody else can say when somebody looks at you and says, I know what you're talking about, and you have, you have no idea. Right, right, yeah. Yeah, and it you know it, it it gets to being able to take that burning desire, and I don't know if it's a Latin thing or what, but you so, know you get this anger, this this so this in I'm, your heart. I'm getting my goosebumps again, and it's only because my epiphany of this, if if anything, just this moment right now, mm -hmm. which goes back to you're looking and describing the the love of why we do certain things, and we all fight to achieve unconditional love. For one for another sure but it does not come easy it no. does not come all of a sudden but to realize 
that it exists and that you're capable mm-hmm. it uh, is is what i'm going to say that's my epiphany mm-hmm. and that's because of the commitment because of the sacrifices because of the motivation and the and the never dying never ending giving up mm-hmm. you know you prostrate yourself you put yourself ahead of things and you just say you know there comes a point when you say it's not worth it why am i doing this right you know why it's such a high price right and then when you realize it and you capture it and and that has to be this is what i'm correct me if i'm wrong mm-hmm. but that's when you said when you won and you passed it mm-hmm. and you realized which the mindset that you created before that that's exactly what was required of you, mm-hmm. but you needed that. Hear that voice say, "I had to." You hear can it. do it. You're gonna mm-hmm. do it. It's yeah. not that you can do it. You're gonna do it. Yeah. And am I capturing this incorrectly, or am I describing it correctly? Oh yeah, yeah. We're we're human. We're we're part of herds, and we but we we seek leadership. But, but you love somebody, and you don't understand it. You don't know how to describe it. You can't even express the anger and all those emotions that go. But the moment that you find that direction that it hasn't been a waste. Mm-hmm. Now that mm-hmm. is, that's where you say, I understand and, and I accept and I'm glad that I did what I did because the truth is I paid the price. Yes. The, pr- the price, and it goes back to those shallow words that so many people say, the price has been paid for. Mm-hmm. If you don't understand what that means, there's no value. And, and here, here's, I think, a critical distinction too, and that is the price without sacrificing your health or your emotions and ability to treat others kindly and to find that humble place in your heart that you know you have the strength. You know you have the ability to whoop up on somebody, but you you learn to talk to them in a way that yep. de-escalates the situation because what do you gain? Road rage? You scream at someone? You don't know the person. What do you gain? Nothing. You, you gain strength by waving back, and they're like, what are they waving back? They're smiling. They're waving. Road yeah. what? What? Yeah. What is? What's with that crate? Yeah, I feel better about waving back and smiling, you know, because I don't have to drop to that level because there's a point where you, 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 and I. I mean, there's a place where you know it's often mistaken. Confidence in an alpha male and leadership is is viewed in this society as some domineering, aggressive, you know, rude type person. And you know, it's not really that. It's it's from multiple small successes and defeats and having your ass whooped that you you picked yourself up so many times that you finally said, all right, now's my day. Now is my time. I've been beaten by Dragon every time I've competed against him, and now's my night. Now is my chance. And I've paid the price, and he knows it. And the day before we competed in, in, in Hawaii, he knew I, I had him down. I was disqualified. He didn't let me compete. He knew I had him, and it didn't have to even take place that we knew it was the case. And later he honored me because Team USA, he joined Team USA instead of competing against the other world competitors. And he knew we were the team to win, and he was on the winning team with Big Tim Nash, myself, and uh, my brother uh, uh, Brandon Delgado, and uh, and Big Big Tim Nash, and my son Nicholas Delgado, who at the time when we went to London, he was only 15 years old. And so, you know, sometimes a kid, they forget what it took. He, he, he was born with talent. I mean, he's, he's strong. He's powerful. He can outrun me. He can, he, he can beat me. But the mental toughness, that's a part where he's, he's got to learn. And, and, and my 11-year-old, who's going to turn 12, we've had our challenges together. And yet I, I work through it 
because I listened to him. And there's times where adults, which in my day and age, authoritarian, we just, we went, listen, we just get whacked on, you know, with a belt or something, you know, in my generation, my dad and so forth. And, and you have to earn your respect with young people these days. They don't respect you just automatically because you're, you're, they're, they're your senior, you're older. There is no respect from this generation. No, it, 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 it's very hard. And, and the fact is that you look at things and just say, that was never explained to me. And why do I have to explain it today? Yeah. And therefore... It's the challenge, yeah. but again, unconditional love is starts with us. It's basically what yeah. I, if I was to say the sum of our conversation, it starts with me. Yeah. Even though I think I, I do my best for, and I fail regularly, but it's not that I fail. It's just that, that I don't give up on knowing it's there. I, I don't know if that comes across yeah. correctly, yeah. but it's, we're there. And it's not just for one of us. And again, go back to purpose. That's why I said it has to have impact. Yeah, and, and Tony once said this. He said, look, you can make every excuse. I'm too old. I, I'm not educated enough to do this. I, I, I'm not strong enough to do this. I'm not smart enough to do this. I came from the hood. I, you know, I didn't go to college. Whatever your excuse is, it, it's, it is not the reason to not allow improved performance. And it doesn't have to be perfect. It, I always say, like my best coach ever, perfect practice makes perfect. So every time you put yourself out, even in embarrassing and, and compromising situations, you know, my son will say, why are you ordering that weird way? The waiter's going to look at you like you're strange. And I said, yeah, you know what? I kind of make a game out of it. And I try and, you know, inject a little humor into, look, I'm getting beans without oil. I'm getting a, a dinner salad without the salad dressing. I'm getting corn tortillas and some guacamole and, 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 and some rice. And I'm going to make my own soft tacos with some salsa. And that's what I want. And they don't even know what to charge me because it's, it's, it's not on the menu. It's cheaper than, you know, so they end up charging me some small sum. And then I give them a good tip. And I like, you know what? Thank you very much. You did a great job. And, and you can see them happy. They remember me. They go next time they're going to have my my particular order ready well what happens is they they don't understand you and that's where there's there's that look yeah but more than anything the greatest thing in life is to be misunderstood i think because they can't figure it out because they don't right. have the time or the patience to, yeah. to try to figure it out so i'll look at it this one my only thing is right now that makes me laugh is as i'm talking to you and as i'm going through that epiphany i get that deep breath that oh i feel so good right because, and and it's and it's funny how that we feed ourselves that because there's something good. And I say that's God and that's nature, wherever you want to call it. But you probably have a better definition why that happens to us. Well, I, I, I think most people can accomplish when the going is easy. They can accomplish their goals if all the foods are prepared for them. If someone does their exercise for them, maybe they have a trainer show up. I mean, there's all these cool things, uh, you know, the designer supplements that I can create for you. There, there, you know, there's a hypnotic session that I'm, I'm going to add for you. But where the strength comes is knowing when you're feeling weak and vulnerable and in a place where you're not about to make the right decision, you use that three-second rule and you immediately make that decision. No, that is not correct for me. That is not my new chosen path. This is who I am. And what I'm about to do is in favor of my best honor of unconditional love because I love myself. Right. And that's where it's at. Ultimately, that's where it all comes back Agreed. to. Agreed. Let's go forward. Let's do it. All right. We did it. High five, man. Hey, guys, I got to tell you, the new coaching program has come out, and we're excited about the coaching program 
because the coaching program is at nickdelgado.com. We'd love to help to guide you, to coach you on your health journey. And now you can apply for the special coaching program. And you can also get our special book, Immune Rejuvenation. Just leave your name and email, and you're going to get one of the best books written on this whole subject. We are excited to know, Anna, and I got to tell you that, you know, the whole idea of immune rejuvenation has come. <music>